What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Nine hours, 49 hours, people, until the ball is kicked at Lincoln Financial Field one o'clock sure? on sure? Sunday. Are you absolutely sure? 49 hours, Derek. Yes, I am sure. Yes. Okay. All right. Just yes. check. Just check. You, could, you could get out the abacus and, 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 and get your fingers and your toes ready and, and make it do it. Abacus? I haven't heard that word in a long time. That's right. Can you spell it? A-B-A-C-U-S. M-O-U-S-E. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, what is man. Oh, oh, a fitness rebels on time? I got you, oh, fitness rebel. I see you. I see you. I see you. Uh, Soya. I see a Leo. I see a Jim G. I see a Daz. Marcus, Anthony, Sweenbowl, Mister Taz, Tyler, Jim G. Whoever I I missed. I oh little G. I see a little G. <clears throat> What's up, Bears Den Media? It's yeah. Joe Ho. I got oh. you guys. Shout <laughs> out. Tell us where you are. Yes. Come on in. Come on. Yes. In. And, uh, now, look, the uh, Soya said, morning, afternoon, go birds. Now, you know, we get people watching from all over the world. I mean, somebody was on here from Australia the other day. Um, you know, we've had Ireland. So, so Soya, you said morning, afternoon. Are you in the country? Are you outside of the country? Um, yeah, let us know. 
need to know. You know, Inquirers need to know. Exactly. Barbara Carroll, uh, Phillies are postponed for the night. They will not play tonight in Pitts, uh, in uh, New York. Excuse me. The uh, weather is uh, very nasty there. So there will not be a Phillies game tonight. Uh, we're, we've had, I'll tell you, in our area, what's up, Eric? What's up, uh, Man Bar? Um, in our area, Derek, I, not, we haven't seen a whole lot of sun. It's been a lot of sort of gloomy. Yep drizzly chilly yeah i mean it's gonna get nicer though starting oh, tomorrow oh, and sunday wait, wait, yeah. wait mr fall are you, are you complaining uh, no no fall? i love the sun man i love the warmth yeah i'm looking hold on let me pull up the weather here i'm not like you i don't like it a thousand degrees but i right. love the heat bring the heat baby bring you're the gonna heat. like this week because tomorrow's gonna be okay sunday i mean perfect football weather 76 degrees sunny for the eagles game Monday 77, Tuesday 80, Wednesday 82, Thursday 77. You're 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 in good shape this week, my friend. Yes. You know, this this is one of the few times I will now complain about the dreary weather. And the reason being, um, we have a friend uh who owns an incredible um landscaping company in Hocaston, Delaware. It's called Borcello Landscaping. And every year to raise money for various events we do at our church and stuff, he has a sale where he sells a lot of his trees and shrubbery for like crazy discounted prices so my wife buys <laughs> when we first moved into this house in 2004 my wife said we should put trees up across the backyard that will mature over time so they can because in the evening the sun comes directly to our patio yeah which was another part of the reason i finally gave in and get the pergola put up and stuff so right so now she decides that she bought three trees and two bushes now the trees are probably they're skinny. They're not. They're not going to mature for like ten years. I'm not going to be in this house ten years. Now. I'll tell you that right now. Somebody else will appreciate them. Yeah. Somebody else will appreciate it. So I mean, the trees are probably seven feet tall. You know, skinny sapling type trees. Okay. So they've been leaning up. The guy, you know, the, the guy, my friend's uh, company. They delivered them the other day. They've been leaning up against one of my fence posts for three days. My wife is. If you don't get them in the ground, they're going to dry out. They're going to die. I'm like, I know. But luckily, they got moisture on them. They're in those pots, you know, those those tearaway cloth pots that you put them in and stuff. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, I got another friend coming over, hopefully in the next day or two, that know, that loves to plant stuff and knows how to plant stuff properly. It's going to help me do it. So okay. it's just a matter of getting the help to put them in the ground properly. Because if I put them in the ground, I know it's going to happen. Five years from now, you can see this tree going this way, <sighs> this way. Yep. Can't have it. Can't That's have why it. it's, Derek, let me just say this. That's why it's always key when you have trees like that. I'm not talking about, like, the, the big, strong ones, but ones that they yes. could potentially. If we get snow, walk over with your shovel and tap them and get all that heavy, heavy snow that sits on them off because it will bring them down. I've had to, I have to do that Ooh. with a couple of trees in my backyard. And we get a lot of windstorms. Uh, because there's no, when you when you look at the backside of my development, when you're out on my patio deck, you look to the right or to the left, all the way down between the backyards, there's very few trees. Yep. So it's like a wind tunnel through here. Mm -hmm. um, and um, my other concern is I want to plant them a little bit deeper and pack more earth around them so that if they start swaying, they won't come out of the ground. You know what yep. I mean? So yep. they catch root. And now's a perfect time to plant them, you know, because by late November, early December, you know, they're still they're still taking catching root. It's not cold enough to where they they completely stop catching root yet. So hopefully, they'll be firmly in the ground in a, in a few months. So it, 
you know, all right, all right. I just I just got to get it done because Sunday I can't do it because we're committed to football all day. Right. You know, being post game shows and stuff. So. so you're on you're on honey do list tomorrow. I got you. I got oh, you. Oh my goodness, yes. I'm meeting up with a buddy who's who's back from uh, he 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 went to work in Ireland and mm. he's coming back. He came back yesterday, so I'm going to meet him uh, for dinner to, tonight. So tonight, for hanging out with my guy who I haven't seen in a while, my buddy. Yeah, he's a good dude. I mean, tonight or tomorrow? Tonight, tonight. Yep. So you got a night off? You don't have to work radio tonight. Have a night off tonight? Yes, there you go, man. Yes. Live like, <laughs> live, live like us common folk, man. <laughs> Yeah, I hear you, man. Um, as I mentioned, 49 hours away. Now, excited for this game. I'm still a little bit concerned, I'm not going to lie to you, uh, about the injuries. Um, so the latest, we, we don't we haven't gotten today yet. We usually don't get them till later in the afternoon. But what we got yesterday was, um, you know, there is some encouraging news. But right. what we got yesterday... Uh, yeah, a little, little, little worrisome. So, uh, Sidney Brown, who is, you know, going to be asked to do a little bit more, um, you know, with some of the injuries did not practice yesterday, neither did Justin Evans. So there's two safeties right yep. now, at least that haven't practiced yet. Today's the big day. Uh, Devante, I don't worry about, he had an illness. So Devante Smith missed yesterday. I don't think that's anything major. Fletcher Cox was limited with a knee. Cam Jurgens limited with a groin. Quez limited with the hamstring. Good news, full practice for Covey, Cunningham, Dickerson, and Scott. But awesome, Scott. Yep. The, the safety thing is the is the one. And I hope Fletcher's all right because he's been awesome so far. Interesting. Uh, so they're going to be down rail thin at the corner spot. I mean, at safety, safety. spot. Yeah. Wow. Um, you know, even if the report comes out later today saying the safeties are listed as questionable, Still not good, you know. Anything less than full participant in practice is not just a job; it's an adventure, man. And you know, it, the safety has been shaky enough. You know, Blankenship back there, obviously he stabilized that, but yep. um, Terrell Edmonds has not been it, man. He has not been what you what we expected him to be. And I, you know, I said it before, and I'll say it again. You know, anytime Mike Tomlin gives up on somebody in the prime of their career, I want to know why, especially on defense. Mm -hmm. You know, and sure enough. You know, Terrell Edmonds has not been that guy. So now you were you're you're relying on these younger guys, and the younger guys you're relying on are walking wounded now. <laughs> yep. Yeah. My goodness. But the good thing is, everywhere else appear to be okay. Yeah, pretty appears to be okay everywhere else. So what we're gonna do um, a little bit later, we're gonna dive into the key matchups here between the Eagles and the Commanders. We're also gonna take a look back at last year, Derek, and and what went down. It's funny. You forget some of the details. Some of the details of the games get a little hazy, you know, as time marches on here. But we'll get into to what was good, what was bad. Eagles split with the commanders last year. You take it all with a grain of salt because Carson yep. Wentz was the quarterbacks and 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 Taylor Heineke. Neither guy are with Washington anymore, obviously. So we'll, we'll get into that um, for sure. But what, where's your gut at right now with this game? Uh, we're going to give our final scores later. We'll give our you know exact predictions later. But what, what's your gut telling you right now? There's no way, shape, or form. If the Eagles play like they played the first three years, which, uh, the first three games, which is still not what we expect from them, um, they should still beat this team by double digits. At least 10 points they should win this game by. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm taking into consideration um, it is a division game, um, and we know how division games can be. But after what Buffalo did to – 
uh, Washington, what the heck are the Eagles going to do to them? You know, uh, yeah, I, I, I feel as I, and I think what the Eagles do best is, you know, uh, certainly run the ball. Uh, and I don't, I don't know that, you know, when they, if they were able to do that against the second best rushing team last week and take them apart, I don't know that Washington's going to be able to handle them. And then conversely, I think the Eagles defensive line, especially with uh, Reddick having the cast off. I don't know. I think they're going to be able to get to, to, to Sam Howell a lot. I mean, they gave up nine sacks last week. I can't, I don't see any reason why the Eagles can't be at four or five at least. Hey, look, Buffalo got up nine times right here, right now. I'm setting the over under for the Eagles at five and I'm taking over in sacks. Yep. I'm setting at five and I'm taking the over. This is where they should make up for lost ground and sacks for what they didn't get the first three games. What they had six in the first three games. Right. They should they should get close to close to six in this one game. With that that trash offensive line that Washington has, they should, should get at least six. I, I agree with you. I mean, this this is the day we got to see Reddick get one. Uh, we, we should see Sweat get one at least. I think at least one or two from the interior guys. I think BG, who had a good game against them last year. Yep. Uh, BG finally gets on the board here. And I think even if it's even if it isn't a really high sack total, just if you're getting the kind of heat that you need to get on him, he's gonna create he had four interceptions last week because Buffalo had a had a big pass rush on him. I think he'll make mistakes. You know, one of the things they're preaching to him, the enemy and the coaching staff is get rid of it quick. Sometimes that can get in your head a little bit, you know, if you're just thinking about it too much. You start throwing to the spots and all of a sudden a receiver you think is breaking one way and he breaks the other way. And all of a sudden the ball standing there right there for a DB with no no contest in front of him. Um, A rhythm offense is fine if it's working, but it does have its flaws, you know, um, but we, we, we saw Tom Brady make a living out of dinking and dunking his way down the field. And all of a sudden, as soon as he catches corners and safety's creeping up is when he takes his deep shot. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't know if Sam Howell can read defenses that well yet. Obviously, he struggled against Buffaloes. But, you know, um, I think I think this defense can cheat in a lot of ways. The Eagles defense can cheat in a lot of ways and still have a great measure of success against Washington. I think the Eagles offensive line can 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 stonewall that formidable Washington front and have a good measure of success running the football. And, you know, Kendall Fuller is a good corner, not one of the better, not a great corner. You have Emmanuel Forbes, a rookie on the other side, which is interesting. Uh, Emmanuel Emmanuel Forbes talked about he remembers when he faced Devontae Smith in college, and Devontae Smith had four touchdown catches. And he said, I'm ready for the rematch. Yeah, I like the way that sounds, though. Okay, all right. (laughs) You said you're ready for the rematch. Uh Uh-huh, okay. You know, you start sounds like sounds like Baltimore talking trash to Cleveland. Yeah, and and what we haven't gotten into yet too is like, I don't know, man. It, it I don't know if if there's going to be four games where Jalen Hurts looks kind of pedestrian as a passer. I just I think he's just too far along in his career for this to continue looking this way. I just don't. I, I think it's him. I think it's the. I think it's Brian Johnson. I think the, it's all of them getting on the same page collectively. Obviously. But I, I think this is the game where where Jalen starts to look more like himself from last year. Get in a rhythm. This this is a get right game. This is where all the little things that were that have not happened up to this point, you can get right in this game. And especially in the passing game. And you don't have to pass more than you run because if your running game is consistent and steady, chewing up four, six yards 
the running game sets up the passing game because eventually that defense person is going to have to cheat up. You're going to get a lot of one-on-one isolations if that running game is effective, which means you can work on the timing, routes, with, with your receivers. Now, they may not have gargantuan numbers, but you know what? You start to see progress in that passing game, which is what you want to continue to do as you get closer and closer of what's to come, which is that Bermuda Triangle of your schedule. Yeah, which is it's creeping up. You know, it's creeping up pretty soon, that part of it. And this is where you do need to keep locked in and stay focused and get these, rack these up, build, and then be ready for that part of it. I think this is also a game where, uh, you know, we could see some Dallas Goddard uh, a little bit more, I think. Um, You know, A.J. Brown didn't do much against them last year, and he seems to me to be the kind of guy that would remember something like that. Uh, Devontae did uh, have, have a monster game, had a great catch, too against them last yeah. year. Quez Watkins is back. Quez Watkins, in my opinion, really cost them the second game. Uh, you know, I don't know that it's like a revenge, a Quez Watkins revenge game, but uh, I'll be interested to see what he does uh, in this game. And it'd be good to have a deep threat, you know, with, with the speed. Wait a minute. Don't blame it all on Quez. Yes, he is a culprit. I mean, they turned the ball over four times. Brandon Graham made that that mental mistake that a veteran doesn't make when he took the unnecessary shot. On Taylor Heineke when he took the knee, yeah. and he knew you could tell as soon as he did it, he went like this. Oh, gee, <laughs> you know there were a whole lot of components that led up to that. Yeah. We have trashed Quez Watkins so much, and I'm included in this. Then I'm not just going to let Quez take the fall for this by himself. Well, I'm not. Yeah, I'm not putting it all on him. I, it was it was a weird second second game because because you had the face mask on Goddard, which turns into a fumble. Then you had the Quez fumble, which was an unforced error. There was a lot of weird stuff. And the Brandon Graham play, whatever. No excuses. It just is what right. it is. But, yeah, he didn't help him. Put it to you that way. Um, so we'll dig into all that kind of stuff. Philly's postponed tonight, the Gunner, as I mentioned. So you, it'll be uh, it'll be a double header, I guess, tomorrow. Uh, they have three games left. And if did you see this? So Harper, Bryce Harper gets ejected. Yes. Shockingly, it was Angel Hernandez, who's the worst official in the history of sports. No, um, no not him. He sucks. Uh, he has sucked forever. He is protected by his union. If he wasn't, if there was any kind of any ounce of accountability, Angel Hernandez would never umpire a major league game again. I agree. I he, agree. He's involved in so much of this kind of stuff, and it's not a coincidence. It's because he stinks, and the players all know it. So uh, Harper gets rung up on a check swing. He didn't check. Uh and he goes out to argue. He gets tossed. He tosses his helmet into the stands. And a little 10-year-old, the kid's name is Hayden Dorfman. He ends up getting it. And Harper, which was very cool, gets the helmet back off the kid, signs it for him, and then gives it to him. That yeah, nice, happy awesome. ending to a, to a tough that, situation. That is, that is awesome. And thank goodness the Phillies, it, it wasn't a game the Phillies really needed and lose a Bryce Harper in a game. But it seems like Hernandez has it in for him for some reason. But you're right about one thing. How in the world has he kept the job? Now, referees uh, and umpires are always critiqued by their individual performances at the conclusion of the season. Right. How does this dude keep passing, get keep getting a passing great when so many baseball entities have spoken out against him? I don't understand it. It's because uh, you can make a case that they have the strongest union in sports, the the, the major league umpires. I mean, on and that bet. 
certainly way better than the NFLPA, absolutely NBA PA, NHL, whatever. We we could run through all of them, but their their union is incredibly strong. Look, I'm telling you, if this was really just about accountability and reviewing work, he'd be gone. He stinks. He's he's awful balls and strikes. He's awful at check swings. He's awful on the base paths, and he's he's a guy who doesn't de-escalate situations. He makes them worse. Yes. He looks for confrontation. Yeah. He's the worst kind of umpire that there is. His MO is to let you know, I have final say and you don't. Correct. And he, he abuses that authority. Yeah. You yep. know, and, and, and he keeps he keeps resurfacing every year. I think the guy's got pictures on somebody. He yeah. has to. And, and, and again, we always talk about, you could say, all right, Bryce Harper, don't get kicked out of the game. Fine. And that, that's valid. But nobody comes to see this guy. They come to see Bryce Harper. And yes. Bryce Harper's out of the game, you know, whatever, first inning. And this guy, we get to see him, you know, umpire third base the rest of the night. So exciting. Uh, unbelievable. So Phillies, Gunner, they're still – they still don't know what this is going to look like here because of these the, – how tight these pennant races are uh, for the – or the wild card races are. And then you had some weird situations with the, with the uh, D-backs last night, uh, with the Marlins – you know, a lot of things kind of playing into the Phillies' favor, which we'll tell yep. you about in, in a little bit. And they're also able to set up their pitching, obviously, uh, for for the, the, the postseason. Playoffs start Tuesday. That much we know. We don't know what time, but we know they start Tuesday. That's all we know. Um, I, I don't like the fact that they have to play that doubleheader tomorrow. Yeah. Which means they may have to go deeper into their bullpen than they really wanted to. Yep. Uh, because of the two games. Um, but it is what it is. Hey, you could be the Miami Marlins. <laughs> yeah. You know. So um, it's a little tricky scenario, um, and, and I want to see how Rob Tom- – hopefully hopefully your starters, whoever they are, who, I hope your starters give you at least seven so it can take some of, the, some of the burden off the back end of your bullpen. I don't want to see the starters have to go three to four innings and all of a sudden you're using six, seven pitchers again when you got a game coming up next Tuesday or at the very, at the very latest Wednesday, you know. Get, now's the time you should be able to give these guys ample amount of rest. Now, technically, you don't need the games. Mm-hmm. Um, this is where I would give m- more young guys an opportunity. I mean, I, I don't even know how, except the one kid that was called up recently, I don't know how many they have, but those guys, I'd give them extended time. Even if it's not their role, just give them extended time so you can let your, your primetime arms you know, rest up a bit. Yeah, I agree with you. I agree with you 100%, man. I, I, yeah, I would – some of the back end, not I don't mean back end like close. I mean like my 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 least used guys would get tons of innings over this weekend uh, out of the bullpen. Uh, there is a new. Uh, tell me if you'd be interested in this, Derek. They are going to offer uh, for po- Phillies for postseason at Citizens Bank Park the Schwarberger. Now you tell me if this interests you, okay? Ooh. All right. You get uh, onion ring. Okay. Wait, just one? No, no, no. I'm gonna get. There's a lot to it. I'm gonna get. Okay. I'm, I'm running right. down everything that's on it. Okay. Okay. What what amounts to about three onion rings, bacon, cherry pepper relish, cheese, Cooper Sharp, half a pound of a burger, smoked brisket, all in one sandwich. Man, that's the clogged artery waiting to happen. <laughs> I'm That's t- a cardiologist's dream, right? I'm telling you, man, you got you got to tap your vein after that. <laughs> the blood's still flowing through. I tell you what, get the paddles out after you eat it. It sounds incredible. <laughs> now, I will say this: if I could share it with three people, right. just two people, cut it in thirds, yeah, 
it would satisfy my palate just to taste it. But if it's on a grill, now who's first of all who's making it there? Is it? I, I don't know. I just know they're selling them now. At first, starting Tuesday, they'll be selling those at, at Citizens it, Bank. It, it, it's twenty three dollars, by the way. Ho ho ho! Whoa whoa! whoa. <laughs> twenty three bucks for a burger. Twenty three dollars and and twelve cents. Get it? Twelve cents. Schwarber's number. Yes. Does, does that include fries and a beverage? I think that you're just getting the burger, my friend. You're not getting any of the Schwar burger. Hold up, man. Twenty-three. <laughs> yeah, that's burger. how much that stuff is there. The, the prices are insanity. Dude, you know that. I mean, I, I mean, we it's, it's, we joke about it. Think about this: when you go to places like Five Guys, Shake Shack, you know, if you're just buying for you and one other person. You're spending, you know, let's say you just get a burger with dressings on it, fries and a shake. Yeah. You're spending a minimum $30. Yes. $30. But that, but at least you get fries and a, ba- a beverage with it. You know what I'm saying? If I'm paying $23 for a burger, you better be telling me that certain percentage of that money is going to charity. Then I won't gripe about it as much. Mm-hmm. But if I'm just paying $23 for a burger just because it's a new concept and I'm enjoying the baseball ambiance, and all of a sudden, the wife wants one, kids want one. That's eighty something dollars for just just a piece of cow meat, man. Seriously, that's what you spend down there, man. It's, no, it's unbelievable. No, no, I can't do that, man. No. It's a pretty interesting though combination, don't you think? I mean, I'm not I'm not hating what they're what they're rolling out there. It's kind you of interesting. A, an onion ring, smoked brisket, half Bur- burger. burger. Uh, Cooper Sharp cheese. Cooper Sharp cheese. I wonder if I can change the jack, uh, change that to pepper jack cheese. I wonder. I doubt it. Yeah. I doubt it. But anyway. I don't know. I don't know. But anyway, I, I, I thought I, I thought that would catch your eye. That one, the, the Schwar Burger. If I if I'm doing any kind of shows down there, yeah. Occasionally they will bring us uh, some grub every once in a while. If I get it, I'll take a real nice picture of it for you, and you tell me what you think up close. Will you take you. a bite out of it? Yes. Because yeah, I wanna, I, I'm, I'm intrigued. Because I'm talking to a guy who eats burgers without cheese. <laughs> so, therefore, I had to ask you, would you take a bite? I definitely with, would. I definitely would be curious. Yes. Okay. Yes. With the yes. onion ring, with the brisket, and whatever dressings they put on it, you know, right. like the secret sauce and all that stuff. Yeah, yeah. You take a bite. I would. Yeah, I definitely would. I swear I would. Now, I will tell you this. If... If Bulls Barbecue is doing it, now I, I I'm in. If if they're grilling the burgers and the brisket, they do I'm some in. serious work, man. Yeah. That, that that is yeah. Bulls Barbecue is legit. It, All right, Eagles last... question. Eagles question of the day for you. Yeah, and I don't want you to get the exact score because we're gonna do that later. Okay. Will the Eagles win the game by nine points or more? The spread is nine right now yeah. as we sit here. All right. I would be shocked if they don't win this game by nine points or more. And as I said, I'm taking into consideration it's a division game and Washington plays them tough. Yep. But you're playing with an inexperienced quarterback. There's no Taylor Heineke walking through that door. Okay. Yep. Your offensive line, their offensive line is still a mess. It's just as bad as it was a year ago. Mm-hmm. Obviously, because you know, I mean, and I, and I would and I would imagine some of those sacks that Howell took was on him for holding the football too long. But with the with this defensive front the Eagles have right now, those two young kids, bull rushing in the middle and the speed coming off the edge, even even if even if the Eagles are down to their last resorts in terms of safeties to help out the corners, 
the, the, the Washington passing game should still be ineffective because mm-hmm. of who's throwing the football. I don't think they can run on the Eagles. I really don't. All right. All I don't, right. So I, I'd be shocked. I'd be shocked if they didn't win by at least nine points. Would it surprise you to know that the Eagles were 10 and a half point favorites going into that second game last year that they lost at home? No, no, no. Because considering that, that Eagles team was rolling. They were know? undefeated at that point. Yep. Yes. And Washington was up and down, up and down, up and down. You know, that's when, that's just when you, it was the perfect storm for Washington. Everything okay. fell into place. They got the necessary penalties. They ran the ball well on that Eagles defense. And of course, you know, Quez drops the ball and Brandon Graham makes a, ve- a mistake veterans don't normally make. Yeah. It was the perfect storm for Washington. I don't see that happening this time around. Even though the Eagles passing game is not where it's supposed to be, even though a bunch of kids could be playing on the back end of that defense, I don't see that happening this time around. Okay. All right. I agree with you. I think the Eagles win this one comfortably, but we'll give we'll give scores later. Let, let's actually do it when we come back. Let's look at the two games last year because there's going to be some things. I'll jog your memory. You're going to say, ah, oh, okay, I forgot about oh, that. Yes. How much carryover we have into this one, how much you can take it seriously because they have different quarterbacks. We'll, we'll get into all that when we come back. So he's Derek. I'm Rob. We are digging in hard on this Eagles-Commanders game, and we will continue to do so throughout the program. All right, let's talk about Bravo Pizza of Habertown. I'll be in there about uh, about four and a half hours. I'll be in there. Uh, thrilled that they're part of the team, part of the station, part of the uh, show as well. They've been family-owned since 1985. Uh, I've been going there since I was a kid. They have Alex and the crew in there every single day. Just, just phenomenal, phenomenal stuff. Uh, they have 20 different styles of pizza daily, slices to go. I get the grandma, which I think is spectacular. Uh, but they also have it any way that you want it. They will make it right. Specialized pizza. They don't just have pizza, but if you're if you're up for something else, they have fresh pasta, sandwiches, wraps, wings, salads, all kinds of great stuff, all kinds of great options. Bravo Pizza of Havertown is also committed to the community. They have fundraisers for charity, schools, little leagues, where the proceeds go to those organizations. You could follow them at the Bravo Pizza of at the Bravo Pizza of on Instagram and Facebook for daily specials and promotions. They're located at 1305 Westchester Pike in the Manoa Shopping Center in Havertown, Pennsylvania. 1305 Westchester Pike, Manoa Shopping Center in Havertown. Give them a call. 610-446-3810. 610-446-3810. Bravo Pizza of Havertown. Take a look. I remember getting my heart broken when they lost the Super Bowl in 2004. We're big Eagles fans. We moved to South Philly because of the Eagles. When they won, we went straight to Broad Street and uh, everybody was going nuts over there. And it was just a, a memory that you'll never forget. Go to get your game on. Go for the beers. Go for the cheers. Go for the hit and the hits. Go for the stakes and the stakes. Go to get your parlay on. Go to get your party on. Go for the scene. Go for the screens. Go for the gallery. Go for the win. Go to Ocean. Visit theoceanac.com to plan your visit. At Pond Lee Hockey, we've recovered billions of dollars for our clients, and we're confident we can do the same for you. 
With over 250 years of combined courtroom experience, we've helped over 100,000 injured clients obtain some of the largest settlements in Pennsylvania. One conversation is all it takes to help you and your family get back on track. If you've been injured in an accident, give Pond Lee Hockey a call. Field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. Staffing is not easy, but that's what we do every day, all day. The key to our success is storytelling, asking the right questions to find the right people. Hi, I'm Gary Kane, president of Kane Partners. We want to be your staffing partner. Since 1977, it's always been about you, the community at Rafferty Subaru. And through the Subaru Love Promise, we prove we care by supporting charities like So Good Now. Soganow helps kids in under-resourced areas by connecting them with student-athletes to serve as mentors. We remove barriers so athletes can help youth in the corners of our communities where light and love are needed most. When you choose Rafferty Subaru, you help organizations like So Good Now. It's all about you at Rafferty Subaru. Do you stream on a Roku, Fire Stick, Google TV, or Apple TV? Now you can watch 6ABC 24-7 with the 6ABC Philadelphia streaming app. Search 6ABC Philadelphia and start streaming today. E-A-G-L-E-S. Eagles. Back on a Friday. Begun. Rob Ellis, hanging out with you. Sports take. Hope you're doing well out there. Smash that like if you could. Hey, non-sports, but interesting, Derek. Yeah. Las Vegas police have arrested a man on suspicion of murder in the 1996 drive-by shooting of Tupac Shakur, according to the Associated Press. What? 27 years later. Yeah. Somebody. They never caught whoever killed him, whoever killed Biggie, but they have arrested somebody in Tupac's shooting and killing. Somebody, Somebody must have finally dimed out somebody. I don't know. That's crazy. That that, that hey, is crazy. Hey, speaking of crazy, I just saw the report that uh, uh, they've just issued emergency uh, weather emergency in in the state of New York. Torrential rain is flooding areas, and and uh, possibly people may have to be evacuated and stuff in certain areas. Oh man, man, how did we miss that deluge here? Yeah, we got very for anybody in our you know listening audience here uh, who's there. Please be careful. Uh, please be careful. The source, Peter, is the Associated Press is reporting it. And and Timothy Walker saying the guy was bragging about it? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I know no details. I, I that's all I know is the Associated Press is reporting that there's been an arrest made. That's all I that's all I have right now. I'm not Come on, Twist. Twist said Puffy had him whacked. Come on, Twist. Come <laughs> we're, on, gonna, we're gonna get into the whole East Coast, West Coast thing now. Is that no, what we're gonna do? No. 
Come on, yes. two heads. Now, I'm not, I am not. I am. I'm not going. going I'm no. not giving you any conspiracy theories. I'm just telling you what's being reported right now. But that's that is wild. Twenty-seven years later, man. Dude, you know what though? Think, Rob. You know, if you watch some of these channels like Investigation TV and stuff like that, which I love, by the way. Dude, we see stories like this all the time now about, um, you know, cases that were closed have been reopened like 20, 30 years ago. Yeah, cold cases. DNA is a game changer in a lot of of things. And people have been tracked down and 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 you find out who did certain things that were, you know, buried for 30 years. And, hey, look, you know, if you're dumb, you know, if there is some truth to the fact that this dude was bragging about, how dumb can you be? Yeah. You get away with this for 27 years. Now you're beating your chest about you took out somebody, especially a prominent uh, entertainer like, you know, uh, Tupac. Are you serious? Mm-hmm. I mean, come on, man. You can't, I mean, I can't say, I shouldn't say how dumb can you be because let's face it, when you look at social media daily, you can ask that question 50 times a day on a lot of topics. Yeah, how the limits of stupidity get tested on a, on a, oh, on, a on, on a minutely basis. Is that a word? You, you can do a litmus test on stupidity. Yes. Really good. You are correct, sir. Uh, all right, so uh, we get any get any more on that, we'll pass it along. But all right, so last year, Derek, the team split Philadelphia and Washington. Yep. All right, so first game of the season, which was Week Three that they played, uh, the Eagles won at Washington, twenty-four to eight. It was really not even that close. Jalen Hurts had a big game, twenty-two of thirty-five, three hundred and forty yards, three touchdowns, no interceptions, a one twenty-three point five passer rating. And it really wasn't a game that he rattled. I mean, he ra- he ran nine times for 20 yards. I think yeah. a lot of it was just scrambles. There, it didn't yeah. feel like there was a lot of RPO, yeah. you know, called runs and that kind of stuff. He did get sacked three times. Um, Devontae Smith had a big game. Eight catches, 169 yards, and a touchdown. Whoa. A.J. Brown was solid, five for 85. Um, the Eagles in the game got nine sacks on Carson Wentz. Brandon Graham had two and a half. Hassan Reddick had one and a half. Mm-hmm. Fletcher Cox one and a half. Josh Sweat one and a half. You know the others were were Hargrave and um, I think Kaiser White guys who aren't here. Yeah. Carson, not that it really matters, but twenty five of forty three, two hundred and eleven yards, zero touchdowns, no interceptions, nine sacks, and a seventy one passer rating. They got after him all day. You saw the tendency that he has to hold on to the ball too long, which was is a major problem. Maybe one of the reasons why he's not in the league right now. But game one, the Eagles had no problems with them. They put them away, you know, pretty pretty handily in that one. Yeah, um, Washington could virtually do nothing. And it got to a certain point. Well, first of all, Carson Wentz was under duress right from his very first snap. It got so bad for him. There were times when he would duck and, 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 um, and, and tense up, even when he had a, a, an extra second or two to try to throw the ball. Mm-hmm. When he started feeling the pressure, he would start to curl up. You know, which uh, blew up plays for him as well. But that was such a lopsided game. Um, Jalen Hurts was meticulous in that game, you know, mm-hmm. and didn't have to use his, like you said, didn't have to use his legs as much because he was killing them through the air. Eagles didn't rush for a lot of yards that game, something like 72 yards. They didn't, right. have to. They didn't need to in that game. I mean, everything else worked so well. It was like, if I was there, I was like, man, when is this game over? I'm, I'm tired of this. Yeah, the total yards was 400 to 240. Right. Um, there was only one turnover in the game, and it was uh, the interception thrown by Wentz, I believe. Yeah, the interception by Wentz. Um, time, it's funny because when you look at the overall stats, you know, the Eagles had 21 first downs. Washington had 20. Time of possession, 
Washington had the ball 32-54, Eagles 27-06. Right. Penalty for a division game, penalties were low. Eagles had five penalties for 52 yards, Washington four for 48. Um, and see, the amount of plays that were run, that's always a big factor. The plays were 74-68 in favor of Washington. So it was just a matter of the Eagles capitalizing on their opportunities and Washington just self-destructing. Carson went self-destructing. Everything that you could do wrong that fell short of putting the ball in the end zone is what Washington did in that game. Right, no question. Um, all right, so that was that was game one, and that was when the Eagles, Derek, were rolling. They were on a roll. So they enter, uh, they enter the game against Washington Week Ten at the link at eight and zero. So they're undefeated at that point. There's whispers of the Miami Dolphins, you know, the whole thing. So they go in that game. Eagles end up losing 32-21 yep. in that game. So a couple things. Hurts, very pedestrian passing number. 17 of 26, 175 yards, two touchdowns, had an interception, was sacked once. Um, they did a very good job on the Eagles receivers in this game too. Yep. Devontae Smith, six catches, 39 yards, did have a touchdown. A.J. Brown, one catch, seven yards. That was oh, no. it. That was hey, it. Yeah, well, you didn't see him pounding on the sideline. I'm sure no, you didn't. There, there was none of that. So um, Eagles are down 26-21, fourth quarter. Yep. Jalen connects with Quez Watkins on a 52-yarder, and it appeared like the Eagles were about to go up, you know, either 28-26 or 29-26, depending on if they were going to go for two there. But Quez, unforced error, fumbles. Washington recovers. You know, and then they end up putting some points on the board, which you know gave them a little bit of distance, a little breathing room yep. in the game. Uh, so two things stood out in, the, in that second matchup. McLaren had a good game, eight catches, 128 yards, but Washington ran the ball very successfully, 152 yards. Ooh. Yeah, which Derek resulted in this time of possession in this game. Yes, Washington 40. 24 Eagles 1936. I mean, that is crazy. That's more than double. And Eagles turned it over four times. See, the four turnovers were directly responsible for Washington to have that lopsided margin and time of possession. Um, because the Eagles kept shooting themselves in the foot time and time again. And yet, even with the lopsided numbers like that, the Eagles still had a chance to win that game if yeah. a few things had gone their way. I mean, Washington ran the ball 49 times in that game. 49 times. I don't think anybody else came close to running it that many times on the Eagles last season, to be honest. Mm -hmm. You know, um, and, and, and Washington didn't just blow them out of the water. Washington only had 330 yards of offense, again, because they had short fields. You know, Eagles had 264 yards in that game. Um Washington ran 81 plays to the Eagles 47 in that game. Jeez. 81 plays in the game. Uh, Washington even had two turnovers to the Eagles four. But, um, and again, uh, in the red zone, the Eagles were three for three in the red zone. Washington was only, was, was two for three. So the Eagles could have won that game. But you know what, Rob, it happens all the time in the NFL. I don't care how good you are. You can't play the per perfect game 17 games. Physically, it just doesn't happen. Right. You know, you're going to have flaws. And Washington caught them at the right time. It, like I said, it was a perfect storm. They got the turnovers. They capitalized on a mistake. 
They controlled the clock because the running game was so efficient against this Eagles team. Mm -hmm. And then, of course, the Eagles made some glaring gaps. Quez fumbles the ball. Brandon Graham makes the makes the, the wrong decision at the wrong time. Goddard fumbled on the face mask that wasn't called. Yep. yep. You know, uh, and everything added up to the Eagles losing their first game. Yeah. Um, it happens. It, I hate to say it, it does happen, but, you know, maybe that was the wake-up call the Eagles needed because after that, they went on a roll until Jalen got hurt. Yeah. Yeah, they, I mean, the only that was the only loss they had without Jalen Hurts. Yes, or with excuse me, with Jalen Hurts. The the other two losses were were Gardner Minshew. I mean, he's twenty one and one in his last twenty two starts. That's right. So you know that was there's significance attached to that game. I think the big question is Derek, with the improvement the Eagles made on the interior with Jalen Carter and Jordan, you know, Jordan Davis getting better. Will Washington be able to run? Because I, here's what I think. I think Eric Bieniemy and you know Ron Rivera and the decision makers will come out and try to try to run early. Yep. Now maybe a situation where it looks like last week and you can't run on him, and then you got to go to a Plan B. But if I'm them, I'm trying to model what I did last year and keep the Eagles' offense off the field. Um, I think it's a smart, sound way to go. The question is, can you do it against these dudes? You know that are now playing for the Eagles. You can you cannot afford Washington with with the with the weakness of their offensive line, the inexperience of the quarterback cannot afford to put up a ball fifty times through the air against this Eagles front, especially against those D tackles collapsing in the middle of the pocket and forcing them con- con- continuously out of the pocket. You have to try to establish some type of balance against this Eagles defense. I don't think Washington Washington can do it. I don't think they can do it because of their offensive line. Um, you're not running up the middle. And I don't know if their backs, they have good backs. And don't get me wrong. They have good backs. I don't think their backs are quick enough to get on the perimeter against this Eagles defense. I really don't. Which means you're a one-dimensional offense now. And you're going to be, and you're going to be playing from behind. So you're going to have to throw the ball more to try to get back in the game. So I think all of that, all of that stuff adds up in favor of the Eagles. You know, Washington just doesn't have the personnel. You know, and he, and here's the team. I'm shocked. You know, we had Brian Mitchell on yesterday. I'm shocked they didn't address the offensive line issues better. When you consider the talent, they let get out of here and Trent Williams and and Brandon Scherf and all these guys. They had they had a solid offensive line when they had those guys. Since those guys have been gone, it's been a mess along the the Washington offensive line. Mm-hmm. And after seeing what Buffalo did to them, you know, uh, Sam Howell, you may have to increase your insurance policy, dude. <laughs> You may need to increase your life insurance policy for this game. Well, I, that's it. I mean, there to me, there's the game, right? I mean, there's the game. If if they can't establish the run, if they can't do yep. their keep away routine, if they make Hal and the offense become one dimensional and he's dropping back a ton, yep, that's how this becomes something that, that that gets out of hand. I think. I think that's how the Eagles roll them, if that's the case, because we we know we saw it last week. They weren't able to protect him to the tune of nine sacks and he had four interceptions that we hadn't seen that the first two games. He had been protected pretty well. He did a decent job taking care of the ball, but he looked like a young guy last week and the Eagles have the the capability of doing the same exact thing. If how cannot get in a rhythm in the passing game, if the offensive line cannot give him time to look down the field at not just one, but at least his second option in his progression, they don't stand a prayer. Yeah, and those are big ifs. I don't think any way, shape, or form Washington's line can stand up to this front. Mm-hmm. I really don't. Yeah, um, 
And that's a that's a problem because Sam Howell's going to have to move a lot to throw the football. He's and the Eagles are going to catch him coming around the edge eventually. They're going to catch him. Yeah. And Reddick, Reddick now with that cast off, I expect to see the old Hassan Reddick. I'd be surprised if the Eagles get six, seven sacks. I'd be surprised if he doesn't have two. To be honest with you, mm-hmm. I'd be extremely surprised if, if two of them are not attached to his game, his name. And you know he's chomping at the bit because he has none. He has what one tackle and nothing else for three. Super games? quiet, super quiet. Because he had no, he can't use that other hand. That's yeah. why. Yeah, you know? yeah. He he's um, he's you know clearly there's a, at least I think there's going to be a big difference in his play having that thing off. You know, and JM makes a good point. You know, Wiley, who was one of Kansas City's offensive linemen, who did a really good job last year. Yeah, maybe Reddick wants a little payback on him. You know, on on dry conditions here, on the Lincoln Financial Field turf. You know, we'll see what ends up happening there. But it is interesting to look back at these games because I I get it. You know, your initial reaction is going to be Carson Wentz was playing. What like Taylor Heineke's playing in the second game? What are we doing here? Yep. But there are little tendencies. You know, like I I, I think the Eagles' defense is so improved against the run because last year it was like seventeenth or something like that, very middle middling. Yeah, now they're number one by a, by a big distance. Absolutely, and and I don't see it getting any better for anybody any in, in the near future. You know, long as these young guys can stay healthy, that's the key. You got if they can stay healthy, they are immovable objects in the middle of that defense. And all of a sudden, your 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 edge your edge players can crash, your linebackers can come up and fill gaps, your back end can come down in the box and fill gaps better. They can shoot gaps with with a cleaner. Uh, cleaner pockets. Mm-hmm. Um, who, who's this? It says Reddick is overrated. Okay. All right. All right. Yep. 16 sacks last year. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. 16 sacks overrated. Okay. okay. All right. Well, anyway, yep. back to what we were talking about. Um, just, just the talent level alone, Rob, mm-hmm. is so vastly different between these two. Now, I will say this. Terry McLaurin is a heck of a receiver. He is. Unfortunately for Terry McLaurin, he's got a rookie throwing to him. Yep. He's got inexperience throwing to him. And I guarantee you, they're going to play tight coverage on Terry. There's no question. Mm-hmm. Now, can Johan Dotson win his battles on the other side? I don't know. If Bradbury's on the outside playing Dotson, I don't think so, to be honest. Because, because Bradbury's that long, lean guy who can cover those bigger receivers. You know, so I don't think I don't think there's a win-win. Unless, unless you get a mismatch with, with uh, Curtis Samuel in the middle, on, on a linebacker, whoever, whoever, whoever they're playing, or maybe they'll play five DBs. Maybe yeah. come down. That's what yeah. they. I mean, teams have been have been just basically going light in the box, and then heavy on the back end to stop Hurts, which has allowed the Eagles' run game to be as effective as it is. Not not that it wouldn't be yes. good anyway, but the, the, yes. the, the fact that they are lighter up front helps. Yeah. Um, no, no, no question about it. Um, I, I would love to be the fly on the wall in terms of what Ron Rivera has been harping at these guys all week and what Eric Bieniemy is trying to come up to calm, calm him down, calm Howell down and to get more, better performance out of that offensive line. If, if, uh, if I'm Washington offensive line coach, if, you, if this keeps up, you will be replaced, man, before the season's over. I mean, seriously, there's gotta be some kind of tactics you can te- teach these guys to slow uh, a pass rush down, you got to be able to because man on man, you're not winning many battles, and especially not against this Eagles front this week. 
Yeah, and, and you know, Washington is an interesting team in that Rivera's on, if not a hot seat, a warm seat. He was inherited by the owner. They brought in Biennemi, yep. who very well could slide into that position. Yep. And or, you know, uh, just bring in somebody else new who the, who the owner wants or whatever. So he's in a kind of precarious spot. Like they have, they have to get to the playoffs this year, in my opinion, or he's gone. I don't, I don't think it's going to happen, but if they went 10 and seven, I think it saves his job. Do you? I think he has to get in. I think it saves his job because the, 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 the buffer will be, we have a young quarterback who's progressing in the right direction. You know, he struggled early on, but look at how he came on in the latter part of the season. Let's keep Rivera one more year and bring this coaching staff back. I believe if they go, if they went the very minimum 10 and seven, which I don't think will happen, that's the only way he can save his job, to be honest. Uh, I, yeah, I guess. I mean, look, he's been under, it's tough. Nobody, it it doesn't matter. Ultimately it's about the results, but you know, when you're your owner and you're in such dysfunction that you were in with, with Daniel Snyder for as long as he was, it's a tough spot, but the bottom line is the results, man. And last year, three out of the four in that division went to the playoffs and you weren't one of them. So that, that is not helping his case. Yeah, the only time he went to the playoffs was his first year, and I believe he had a losing record his first year and won the division. Yeah, he got very fortunate. It was a bad year. Yeah, that was it. Was it was a bad year? That was wasn't that the last year of? Is that the last year of Doug? Um, it had to have been because they made the Eagles made the the playoffs in in the year before. So they went. They won it in seventeen. Went to the playoffs in eighteen. Lost to the Saints. Right, ninth nineteen. Things went awry. I think so. Well, Nick comes in at twenty one, right? Yeah, Nick comes in in twenty one. So anyway, whatever. You, you get the point <laughs> of this. Um, speaking of defense, Jack Del Rio said he's the, he's the latest to jump into this. The tush push should be banned. He said, it's not a football play. It's a rugby play. And he said, yeah, because he's got to defend against it this week. Well, he did acknowledge that the Eagles run it better than anybody else. He said, but that doesn't mean it should be in the league. So good. I like that kind of just keep, keep bringing it up. Keep talking about it. I'm telling you, look, Rob, I'm telling you, man, enough people are going to keep crying foul to the point. I'd be shocked if it's not eliminated at the owners meetings next off spring. In yeah. 2000, uh, um, off season meeting in 2024, you got more and more people now talking about this. And then, you know, every Eagles opponent coaching staff is going to be talking about this. Yep. You know, so um, enjoy it while you can, folks, because I guarantee you there's going to be alterations to it. There's no question about that. Yeah. I, I don't even know. I, I, here's, I think one of two things happen. I think either it's banned entirely, it's out. Or they get real specific that you can't be touched from behind on it. Yeah. In other words, it just turns into a good old-fashioned quarterback sneak. And and there's nothing else at play. Nobody's pushing. Nobody's launching you. Nobody's throwing you. Any of those kind of things. That's what I think it turns into. Well, if you go back back and look um, at at that that similar play, um, even when Brady was running it, there was always always somebody who got behind him and gave him a little extra shove. 
Yep. Once he hit their line of scrimmage, nobody said anything about it then. In the Brady era, now all of a sudden it's a hot topic. It's not a football look. You know, it's an eagle, it's an illegal formation, whatever the case may be. Yeah. Now all of a sudden, I, and like I told you jokingly earlier this week, because it's attached to Philadelphia, there will be some changes to it because of Philadelphia. I think you're right. This yeah. this disdain for Philadelphia in sports across the board is legendary in this region. Well, and I don't think like you said, I don't think it's a coincidence. I would guess like every every team the Eagles play, if it's brought up and they're and the person's asked about it, whether it's a defensive yeah. coordinator or yeah. the head coach, they're gonna they're gonna push back against it because they know the Eagles do it so well. It's 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 a it's a winning move by them to get this out of the league. It's the best yeah. thing that could happen to them. Mm. Is to not have to de- not have to deal with it anymore if you're the Eagles. Um, all right, let's get a timeout. Let's come back and we're going to look at some of the key matchups of the present day. Eagles D-line versus Washington's O-line. Eagles O-line versus Washington. Eagles banged up secondary against the uh, the Washington receivers, et cetera. We'll get into all those kind of things. I'll give you Sam Howell's numbers. I'll give you the running backs, the receivers, the overall team numbers of Washington. We'll do all those kind of things when we get back. Don't go anywhere. He's Derek Gunn. I am Rob Ellis. We're Sports Take, Jacob Sports YouTube Network. All right, let's talk about Jim Murray and Principal Financial Group because finding the right person to trust with your finances can be a challenge, can be a scary proposition. Well, I'm going to have you skip over the middleman and and all the mistakes that I made before I found Jim Murray and Principal Financial Group. Whether it's retirement planning, 401k review, insurance review, you might have a small business and you need help with your employee benefits. That's another resource that Jim can help you with. I know I personally entrusted my IRA my 401k rollover with Jim, and it was the best thing that I ever did. Give him a call right now, 610-996-4751, 610-996-4751. You could also email him as well, Murray, M-U-R-R-A-Y dot Jim at principal.com. That's Murray dot Jim at principal.com. you own a company and you're not producing a podcast you're missing out the public consumes messaging when they're ready join the professional podcast network of companies and let jacob media partners put you in the podcast arena come to our professional studio or we'll come to your place of business and professionally produce your company podcast call jacob media right now at 267-261-3428-267-261-3428 my name is dr bruce grossinger and I'm the medical director of Philadelphia PRP and Stem Cell Institute. I'm reaching out to those who suffer from spine and joint pain. We use treatment methods that require no surgery, no scalpel, no drugs. Running, walking, or whatever your desires are, Dr. Groshner is where you need to come. You can benefit from the same PRP and stem cell treatment as Wilbert Montgomery. Call us now at 610-222-5675.
and save at Southeastern PA in Delaware with Colony Pools this football season. And let the experts close your pool with a custom Merlin safety cover in green for the birds. And if you join our winter watch team, we'll give you another 20% off and Colony Pools will handle it all. Keep your tiles on your pool, not in your pool. Fly with Colony right now, birds fans. Visit flywithcolony.com. Gun, Rob Ellis, Sports Take. Hanging out with you on this Friday. Eagles, uh, let's see. We're uh, we're a little less than 48 hours away from the Eagles and the Commanders being 101 right now in the East. The are, you getting, are, you, are you getting excited? I am. Well, get, especially you get under 48, man, you start feeling it a little bit, D-Gun. Yes. Now, because there's too many distractions. You got college football coming up. Of course, the big game, USC against Colorado. There's a lot of distractions. I'm going to say, I, I don't get jacked until the day of the game. I'm jacked. I am jacked. Oh, really? yeah. I had to watch. So it was two things last night. What? I watched my Temple Owls get smoked by Tulsa, non-competitive game. Uh, and then, which we'll get into, and another thing we'll get into later uh, was the Lions absolutely out of the shoot, obliterated the Packers. They just took it to them. Look at my face. What did I tell you last you night? You called it. You called it. I yeah, said, I said win or lose, my demeanor would not change. You are good. Yeah, you were right. So we'll talk about it. We'll get into that game in a little bit. All right, let's look at the uh, the key matchups here, Derek. Uh, let's start with the Eagles' D line against the Commanders' offensive line. So the Eagles only have six sacks on the season. Washington's allowed nineteen mm. on the season, including nine last week. Here's an interesting stat, though: the Eagles' pressure rate. This season is 30.3 Jeez. on opposing teams' dropbacks. That's the second best in football. Sure. So, so while they may not be getting home, they are getting heat a lot on opposing quarterbacks. Jeez. It's only a matter of time. Oh, my goodness. Um, how officially got sacked nine times? How many times did he get hit? See, that's the thing. The sacks are one thing, but yeah. the hits soften you up. So I want to know how many times he got hit because if I'm the Eagles, if I'm Sean Desai and Matt Patricia, I'm looking at this going, all we got to do is hit him a few times early on to rattle this kid. That's mm-hmm. all we got to do. Mm-hmm. So, and, and do you honestly think there's any way, shape, or form Washington's offensive line could stop this D-line? D I don't. I really don't. I think the combination of them not being very good, them being a little bit banged up, and Hal being inexperienced and maybe not processing – what he's seeing right away. I think all, for all of those reasons, this should spell a lot of sacks for the Eagles. It really should. If Washington started nine offensive linemen against the Eagles front four, the Eagles will still have five sacks. Yes. Still. If Washington had nine against four, it will still be an Eagles, a, 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 an Eagles glorious day in terms of getting pressure and, and softening up the quarterback. Yes. Um, that's how bad Washington's line is. And, 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 and Brian Mitchell, Basically told us that yesterday. Mm-hmm. 
you know, um, Washington has no one to blame but itself. And I understand they had a lot on their plate. The transition, you know, Daniel Snyder to, to Josh Harris, all that stuff going on. I get that. But still, the people that build the team were still there. Right. They should have addressed this better in terms of free agency slash the draft, and they didn't. Well, I mean, I, I think that it. you look at the way the Eagles have built their team, and very purposefully, uh, they have built it through the trenches in, in, in the interior, the offensive line, if you think about it. Look at the the either the, the picks that they've allotted to those positions. So uh, you went first round with Lane. Uh, you know, you went high with Jurgens, second rounder, right? Two years right. ago, right? Um, you you found a just a treasure in Mylotta where you grabbed him and Kelsey. You know, while you're at it, but nonetheless, that's a homegrown unit there that you have along the offensive line. You know, then you go to the other side of the ball. Fletcher Cox, first rounder, uh, Milton Williams, third rounder, Jalen Carter and Jordan Davis, first rounders. They believe in building from the inward out. And I think that's a mistake Washington's made over the years. They haven't really been able to find that quarterback no, since no. Cousins left, really. Um, and that's obviously you don't win in that league unless you have a quarterback. But you also have to be able to protect whoever is playing quarterback. And they haven't done a good job of that. That's for sure. Uh, let me give you this one, Derek, because we yeah. talked a lot about it. Chandler Jones was arrested early Thursday morning in Vegas. Oh, TMZ geez. has learned. A oh, uh, 33-year-old was booked into Clark County Detention Center in Nevada around midnight. He still remains behind bars. Exact details surrounding the arrest are unclear, but TMZ sources tell them that uh, Chandler violated a protective order. So cops responded and arrested him. Uh, he has been away from the Raiders facility for a while. They have tried to get him in, into a mental health hospital. Uh, he got out. He, he left, not got out. He left on, under his own volition, uh, et cetera, et cetera. Look, we, we, like we said, we have seen this coming. This was, there's no surprise here. Um, it's a bad situation. He needs help. Someone needs to get him help. Yes. Uh, you know, even if he doesn't think he needs help. From himself. That's yeah. what you need to do. Yeah. So. Yeah. Too bad. I'm not surprised, but but I don't. You know, there's no there's no joy in this. This is sad. This is what's going on with this guy. Uh, and, and what was the reason he was arrested for? Uh, he violated a protective order. I'm guessing either against a uh, you know a spouse or companion uh, or a child. I don't know. I don't know. That's all. That's all it says. Dude, I saw. I just saw a piece of that video yesterday. He's sitting out when it's dusk, and he's rambling about y'all think bleep killed himself. Some, some, I guess a friend of his, and he just Aaron, Aaron Hernandez. Aaron Hernandez, he, that's who he, he was, was talking just about. Yep. down crying. Yep, he's just bawling. Yep, and I'm thinking, you do this on on a, a platform like and Twitter, then send it out, and then send it out, or you're doing it live, you know, Twitter live. Yeah, mm -hmm. what do you hope to gain by this? And then you trash Josh McDaniels and the organization. Well, he claimed Josh McDaniels is the one who killed had him killed. That's what he claims in the rant. I mean, it's, it's, he's just, he needs help, man. I mean, I, yeah, I don't know what else to say. He needs help. Uh, so, you know, may, maybe him getting arrested on this might save him from something worse, right? Maybe if there's any kind of positive that comes out of it, maybe, maybe that's what it is. I, I don't know, but it's not, yeah. Especially if he could harm someone else other than himself. Correct. Yep, you know, correct. I hate to say this, but these situations, when it gets to this point, 
um, when people get to their wits in emotionally and mentally, they don't just harm themselves. They harm others along the way. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and it's really sad, but I, I, we know he won't be playing for the Raiders this year. Uh, I don't foresee him playing anywhere this year, but we'll, you either. know, we'll yeah. see. We'll see. I don't either. Um, okay. Beyond no, that. But, yeah. But going back to what you said about the quarterbacks and here's the interesting fact, you know, you talk about Washington's inability to find a quarterback. Now look at this since Kirk cousins left there and he was there three seasons, 15 to seven. Now he was there basically from 2012 to 2017, but 15, 16, 17, he was a primary starter. So after he leaves in 17, here's the list of quarterbacks that started between 18 and 23 for Washington. Alex Smith, Josh Johnson, Colt McCoy, Mark Sanchez started one game, Case Keenum, Dwayne Haskins, Colt McCoy again, Alex Smith, Haskins, Kyle Allen. Then you had Taylor Heineke, Ryan Fitzpatrick, who started one game. He got hurt. And then uh, Garrett Gilbert. And then you went Heineke, Carson, young kid named Sam Howell started one game in 22. And here we are with Sam Howell, three games. Yeah. You know what? There's, you know, that's it's a mixed bag of bad luck. Like Alex Smith destroying his leg is bad luck. Yes. And misses. Misses on guys, whether it's trades, whether it's free agents, whether it's draft picks, there's a, there's, it's a, it's a hard position to get right. I mean, you see Derek, there's such a high bust level, like Zach Wilson is, is no better example. You know, I mean, we have seen it over the years, guys taken really high that just can't play. So, and it can set you back for years and years and years and, and you're spinning your wheels, man. It, it's sad. You give you give up a lot of capital to be to get in a position to draft a future franchise quarterback, and Washington still hasn't gotten it right in all these years. Hmm. You know we can say all we want about the other deficiencies they have. If they had a frontline quarterback, hey, you know what? If they had Taylor Heineke, it would they would still be in a better position they're in right now. Yeah, yeah, um, and then when, when they're trying to figure out if this guy can play, if he can't, if I'm them. I don't know. I don't think they're going to finish bad, you know, poorly enough to be real high in these stakes. But it looks like now, between Caleb Williams and uh, Drake May and Shador Sanders and some of the others that are coming out, you're going to have to figure out a way to get up and get one of these guys if Hal can't play. Because you're never going to change this cycle if you're them. Well, what if Shador decides he doesn't come out? Then you're no, definitely you're right. really in a hard, in a, in a rough place. Mm-hmm. Because now you got to try to move up even further. Yeah. I mean, think about it. What teams right now need quarterbacks next year? Hmm. All right, Washington is to be determined. uh, So the teams that need quarterbacks, New England might need one. Yep. Okay. The Jets are going to have to draft one at some point because Aaron Rodgers is, you know, even if he comes back next year, is what, 41 coming off the Achilles? Yep. All right. Um Tennessee thinks they have one and one of those younger guys. We'll see. Uh, Levis. Okay. Raiders are going to need a quarterback sooner rather than later. Uh, D- Denver might, as crazy as that sounds. Oh, jeez. Oh, um, I don't know that Chicago's convinced that they have the guy. If Kirk Cousins walks, Minnesota would need one. Um. 
Tampa might need a quarterback. Yes. Uh, Arizona, you know, they they claim they're sticking with Kyler Murray, so I'll take them out of the mix. They don't have a choice. They don't have yeah. a choice. Yeah, they're kind of stuck with them. Um, the Rams, you know, Stafford is I isn't what I wouldn't put him in the like really old category, but he's getting there and he's been pretty beat up. Although he's having a nice year so far. Um, there's you see, I mean, you're talking about like seven teams, eight teams, somewhere around there. So you really have to try to navigate to get up now. Yeah, to get one of the suit, one of the two so-called can't miss quarterbacks coming out next year. Right. You know, yeah. um, you may have to give up more than you really want to if you're trying to rebuild that team. You know, I understand that you start with a quarterback, but you're giving up a lot of capital depending on where you are in the draft. If they, if they were like 13th or 14th, and they're right. trying to move up to to two, three, or four, mm-hmm. depending on what teams are up that high, what they need and what they don't need. Let's say if a Houston's up there again, uh, top three picks, they're not drafting a quarterback. You know, uh, oh, 100% not. No. Same thing no. with Indy. If Indy's back up there, they're not drafting a quarterback. No, so, none of them. None of them. Same with Carolina. None of them. That helps your cause. Right. But it hurts you because if you have to go through Indy or, or, or Houston to get a, get your quarterback, you're helping you're helping Houston and, and Indy build their team because you got to give up a lot of capital to get up that high. Right. And that, that's where you're in a nice position if the, you're those teams. Like, all right, let's let's talk. Let's we need go. A, we need a linebacker. We need a cornerback. Uh-huh. We need a new tackle. Offensive line. Yeah, exactly. Yep. You know, yeah, I hear you. Uh, I hear you. Well, the fact that Daniel Snyder allowed this to happen for this many years, well, it's par for the course. Couldn't happen to a nicer guy. Exactly. But it's amazing. You know, I, I look at a team like Cleveland. You know, Cleveland, since 1999, has gone through over 30 different guys who started a quarterback for them. Ugh. 30 different guys who've started a quarterback. And that's a big reason why that franchise has been so dormant for so many long. And, uh, and so- you know what it is, too, Derek? It's part of the reason why you're so desperate that you give $240 million guaranteed to a guy yep. who, who has had all kinds of red flags and hadn't played football in a while. You know, it makes you do very desperate things. At, at, um, least, at least, though, Deshaun Watson was a proven commodity. I mean, he yeah. was he was phenomenal when he was in Houston, and that's yeah. what they banked on. Right. That, you know, his body was a year removed from taking the pounding of the everyday rigors of the NFL. Maybe we can recapture some of that uh, Deshaun Watson of old once he gets through the legal ramifications of what he was going through. Um, so they banked on that. But if you're, if you're giving up that much capital – to get a, a quarterback coming out of college. And you know what? The numbers show there's no such thing as a guarantee at quarterback. You can say that about any position, but the quarterback in particular, when you look at the first-round bust that have come down the pike in the last 10 years, it's scary how you go about doing this thing. Yeah, yeah. All right, let's jump to the other side then. Um, Eagles O-line against Washington's D-line. Here, Here's the area that I, I don't think – I want to just caution people not to sleep on the on Washington's D line. They're good. I mean, ten sacks through three games is a really solid number. I mean, you yep. talk about more than three sacks per game. They have they they're built kind of like the Eagles in that they're very good inside. Yep. And they have you know Montez Sweat and some of the other guys on the outside. Bryce, excuse me, Bryce Young is really starting to figure it out. I think this is an interesting area. The Eagles' offensive line obviously is really really good, but they're going to have their hands full with this D-line. This D-line's good. Well, the, the D-line gave them problems twice last year. Um, go back to go back to uh, this past Sunday's game against um, Buffalo. 
they didn't get they, they have 10 sacks basically they accumulated in two games they didn't get to josh allen once right in last sunday's game so whatever whatever uh blocking scheme that buffalo came up with and the eagles offensive line is being better i can't wait to see the eagles offensive line tap into what bought some things buffalo did um to stop that pressure from coming from that wash. The easiest way, run the ball down their throat. Run it. Run it, run it, run it. Open the holes and run it. I'm, um, I'm very curious um, how the Eagles go about this thing early. Meaning, like... Scripted plays? Well, does do Brian Johnson and Nick look at it and say, we're going to keep running this until somebody stops it. We are just going to keep going until it gets stopped. Or... Do they look at it and say, let's try and throw them off here a little bit. Let's do some play action. Let's uh, let's see if we can attack them in the air. I, I Personally, I would rather they just keep going until it's stopped with the running attack. And yeah. I don't care how good Allen and Payne are. And they're really good. I have total respect for them. But I had total respect for Vita Vey and that crew, and the Eagles gouged them. So I, I want to see them keep running it, personally. No, I'm with you 100%. Um we are here to tell you that you can't stop our run, even with your four-man front, and your offense is not getting on the field. Demoralize that team as quick as possible. You know, by, by late in the second quarter, I want to see Washington defenders with their hands on their knee pads sucking air because they're so tired, and then you still have a half a football to play. You know, and I think the Eagles can do that. I, I would be shocked if Washington's able to stonewall that Eagles running attack. I really would. I don't think there's any way, shape, or form they can, to be honest. Because I, I don't think so either. Too dominant, just too dominant. Yeah. Yeah, I'm with you. Uh, so that's what I would hope we would see. But that's it's, there's definitely a challenge. This is definitely going to be, you know, Eagles have their work cut out because I, I think it's probably the strength of this Washington team, period. Yeah. I like Washington's D-line, and I like the receiving crew, which it's been pretty quiet, you know, so far. Um for McLaurin and and, and uh, Jihad Dotson yeah. and Samuel, they haven't done a lot, and that's reflective of the fact that they have a first, really a first year starter. He's a second year quarterback. Yeah. So I mean, just to reiterate those numbers real quick. Um, Samuel ten catches, one hundred twenty seven yards, which is about twelve point seven. Oh. McLaurin thirteen for one twenty six. That's nine point seven. Only one touchdown. Yes. Dotson, Dotson, real quiet there. Ten for eighty three so far those are pedestrian numbers. No question about that. Um, and you know, that's where, that's where receivers get extremely frustrated. They, they want to, they want to compete. They want the ball in their hands. They want to compete. They want to win battles, but because you have a quarterback that second guesses himself, hold the ball too long, it gets frustrating. And what happens is you get further in the game. They're so frustrated. It takes away a certain edge. They're not running their routes as sharp. They're maybe not getting off the line of scrimmage as quick, you know, which which continues to be a part of that um, downfall um, of, of what's going to happen to this team and what we expect to happen to this Washington team. You know, if you can take them out of the game mentally, that's that's after battle right there. Oh, big time. Big time. And yeah, and I think that's – you want to see the frustration start to mount. And because here's the other thing. Like, if you're – if they're coming off a game where they got trounced, right – if you jump on them early, all they're thinking about too, Derek, is, oh my God, here we go again. Yeah. Right? If you jump on them early. If they're able to just sort of wipe the slate clean, yes. drive down the field, score, or or get to you, or turn you over, 
then that game's a memory. That's gone. You exactly. know what I mean? Like exactly. jumping on them early in this thing and you get your crowd going nuts, then they could just cave. And on top of that, it's going to be like a 50-50 crowd. Every time I cover the game down there, it's at least a 50-50 crowd. You see a sea of green. And no, no, I'm, game's home. Game's home. Oh, it's, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, you're not going to see you're not going to see nearly as many Washington fans here as you will see Eagles fans down there. Right. You know. And how does how does Sam Howell handle this crowd noise? You know, now obviously he's played road games before because he, he started out in 2 and 0. But how is he going to handle this particular crowd noise? That's a good point. Uh yeah, that's he didn't handle last week all that well in a, in a place that gets loud. No. Right? No. Yeah. So, uh be interesting. Uh, yeah, I I think it's um I think that's going to be the thing. Jump them early. Um, the thing you want to watch is what, what Washington is going to try and do. They're going to try to run it with Brian Robinson, who's a nice running back. Yes, because Simply because last year worked so well for them with that time of possession in the second game. Absolutely. Keep away game. That's the only chance they have. To keep it, keep it a low-scoring game and to keep it away from the Eagles offense. That is the only chance they have. And, and I don't think they can do it. I don't think their offensive line can move the Eagles' offense, uh, defensive line off the ball. Um, and I don't think they can run with any efficiency. Two yards in a cloud of dust is not going to do it for this Washington team. You have to be able to average at least four or five yards a carry against this Eagles' defense to have a fighting chance. And you have to get sevens. You can't get threes. Because this, well, this Eagles' deep offense can walk right down the field and score on you, you know, when they want to, basically. I think, too, this is where we're really going to see the difference between last year's run defense and this one. I mean, if there's any more shining example, like if the Eagles are able to stuff the run and Washington can't do what they did last year, it's going to tell you the difference of Hargrave and Davis compared to, you know, sorry, of, of Carter and Davis compared to Hargrave and, you know, other guys that were in there last year. Yeah, Because Hargrave, as skilled as he was, was not, not a good run defender and not real interested in, in defending the run. Heck no. And he made it, he made that very clear. Yeah. You know, he was one dimensional. When it was time to pin back your ears and get after the quarterback, he was all world. Mm-hmm. When it came to defending the run, he was like a matador with the red cape. You know, Ole, you know, just, just let him go. But now you have young, hungry dudes that, that take pride in in, 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 in in demoralizing offensive lines, shooting gaps. Um, creating opportunities for their teammates. It's going to be a nightmare. I, I, I think it's going to be a nightmare. And yeah. again, it's a division game, and we can sit here all day and talk about we think it's going to be a lopsided game. And because it's the division game, certain things could happen. But when you look at just the talent for talent individually, collectively across the board, it's a mismatch. Yeah, it is. It's a straight-up mismatch. Yep. There's a reason the Eagles are nine-point favorites. i give you a quote from Slay. On uh, on Jalen Carter, you ready? Yeah, that is a grown man. This bleep is crazy, <laughs> <laughs> but it's not just like this. Is everybody around the league is talking about this guy like this? Oh my goodness, and rightfully so. Yeah. He's put people on notice already, and he's only got three games under his pro career. Yeah, he's already putting people on notice, mm-hmm. and now you got you got coordinators devising schemes to to stop this one man. Yeah. You know, and you can't stop him. Now, at least not yet. You can't yeah. stop him. Yep. Now, will he hit that will he hit that freshman wall? They always talk about rookies, you know, because they only play 12, 13 games compared to 16, 17. 
all the rookies hit that proverbial wall. You know, I don't think that's going to happen with him. I think he's a nonstop motor, right? Energy. I don't think he'll hit that wall, to be honest. This is where having depth at that position helps. If he was playing every down, you, you, you may think, all right, you know, we talked about his snaps and all that kind yep. of stuff. Um, that's where you start to wonder. I'll pull up his snap numbers that I had from yesterday, but that's where you would start to wonder about a rookie wall, right? I mean, more than anything else. But yeah, I don't really, I, I think he's going to be fine as far as that goes. All right. Uh, let's see. Okay. Carter. He's 33rd among all D tackles in terms of snaps. He's only played 89 snaps. Jeez. So that ranks 33rd. But he's first in quarterback carries for D tackles Jeez. with 12. And he had four pressures, a half sack, two quarterback hits, and a forced fumble against the Bucs last week. Fletcher Cox is second among uh, D tackles and QB hits. So, yeah, the, the, the D line is more than getting it done. Hey, let me give you one more thing, Derek. This is just an aside. Uh, the, the, Sixer related. Uh oh. No, this this actually could be good. Uh, okay. Sham Sharania, uh, yep. the athletic, who was yep. you know he and Woj are the two, you know top insiders, whatever. Yep. He was on Pat McAfee's show, and he said, "quote There's a good chance Drew Holiday moves before media day on Monday, meaning that's over the next three days, right? Yeah, or two days, whatever. Um, the Clippers have interest. The Sixers are going to go hard at him." So that would mean James Harden would be part of any transaction. So now it, now it comes down to, can you get a third team to take him off your hand, him being Harden, Harden off your hands and swing a deal? And how much, you know, will the, uh, will the Clippers have to, to give up as well? So this is, this is a way, Derek, if you could make this deal and get Drew Holiday back here and rid yourself of Harden. Yep. It's a way to bring the fan base who are who are angry and and in, in some cases angry, in some cases are just like, whatever, I, I, I can't even get involved in this anymore, to get them back. It's a quick fix to get your fan base re-engaged who, who, are, who are either checked out or pissed off. I couldn't agree more. Um, you know, it, I was surprised that the Sixers gave up on Drew Holiday as quickly as they did the first time he was here. But look at what he's become since then, a perennial – a perennial pro, uh, uh, all-star. Uh, he's won, what, a couple Defensive Player of the Year awards, at yep. least one. Multi-all-star guy. Uh, Multi-all-star, and he's won an, He's helped the team win an NBA title. They hadn't won one since 1971. Um, I think this fan base would jump back on board, even with the frustration of this team, if you got him in here because of his ability to put it up from three, penetrate, create um, off the dribble, He's tenacious on the board. Uh, he's tenacious on defense. Um, I think fa the fan base would would actually forgive the 76ers for their past transgressions, meaning this summer. Um, and on top of that, they get rid of James Harden also. Well, that's that. Yeah, it's like a win-win. I mean, you're unload, you're unburdening yourself of that, and then you bring in a quality guy like Holiday who really fits what you need: point guard, shooter, D, uh, perfect complement with Maxi. In the backcourt. Go back to when the Sixers made the trade with Brooklyn to get Harden in here. It was a love, love fest, man. People opened the red, rolled out the red carpet for Harden. Oh, yeah. Welcomed him with open arms. And look at how quickly they fell out of love with him in, yeah. in less than a year's time. Less than a year's time is when you started to hear people grumbling about Harden, selfish, playing for himself, seems to be out of shape, can't right. stay healthy. Uh, 
consummate hamstring guy, always had the hamstring injury. Um, and if you move him now, especially after what he's done this summer, you know, calling calling Maury a, a, a liar, mm-hmm. saying he'll never play for this organization again. You're right. Win-win is the best way to put it. Yeah, so we'll see. And again, uh, Shams thinks this is happening fast. So it could be could be – because these teams – like the last thing the Sixers want, Derek, is to have to answer a million James Harden questions on media day. You oh, know, Nick Nurse yeah. is sitting there answering those kind of questions. Nobody, nobody wants any of that, you know, nonsense. So anyway, we'll see what happens. If anything – we hear anything during the show, we'll keep you posted, obviously. Yeah. Yeah. All right, but let's get a timeout. Derek, we're going to dig into the best games of the week coming back. We'll start with last Woo! night. And then we'll, here's the games we're going to highlight. Dolphins, Bills, Ravens, Browns, Bucks, Saints are among the games we're, we're going to we're going to dip our foot into those pools when we come okay. back. So looking forward to that uh, when we return. He's Derek Gunn. I'm Rob Ellis. We are Sports Take, Jacob Sports YouTube Network. Let's talk about pro-action restoration. Yeah, pro-action restoration. Some of the crazy weather that's happening in our country here right now. Proaction restoration is a number and a, a name that you want to have uh, at your disposal. Trust me. If you have a home, you have a business, you have a property you own, whether it's water, fire, smoke damage, mold, you name it, uh, they're on the case. And they're on call 24 hours, seven days a week to assist. Happened to me a few years back at my parents' house. Their basement got flooded. I called them on a Saturday. Proaction got right out there. They fixed the problem. They diagnosed what it was. They fixed it. They cleaned it up. The price was right. The crew was great. It was a really, really amazing experience. They are licensed, bonded, fully insured. They've been serving the tri-state area for more than two decades. Pro-action restoration will work in conjunction with your insurance company. So if it's water, fire, smoke damage, mold remediation, could be something beyond that. Just reach out, get a consultation. Uh, Give them a call, 610-623-3760, or online at ProActionRestoration.com. That's ProActionRestoration.com. Go to get your game on. Go for the beers. Go for the cheers. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Go for the hit and the hits. Go for the stakes and the stakes. Go to get your parlay on. Go to get your party on. Go for the scene. Go for the screens. Go for the gallery. Go for the win. Go to Ocean. Visit theoceanac.com to plan your visit. At Pond Lee Hockey, we've recovered billions of dollars for our clients, and we're confident we can do the same for you. 
With over 250 years of combined courtroom experience, we've helped over 100,000 injured clients obtain some of the largest settlements in Pennsylvania. One conversation is all it takes to help you and your family get back on track. If you've been injured in an accident, give Pond Lee Hockey a call. Field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. Staffing is not easy, but that's what we do every day, all day. The key to our success is storytelling, asking the right questions to find the right people. Hi, I'm Gary Kane, president of Kane Partners. We want to be your staffing partner. Since 1977, it's always been about you, the community at Rafferty Subaru. And through the Subaru Love Promise, we prove we care by supporting charities like So Good Now. Soganow helps kids in under-resourced areas by connecting them with student-athletes to serve as mentors. We remove barriers so athletes can help youth in the corners of our communities where light and love are needed most. When you choose Rafferty Subaru, you help organizations like So Good Now. It's all about you at Rafferty Subaru. Do you stream on a Roku, Fire Stick, Google TV, or Apple TV? Now you can watch 6ABC 24-7 with the 6ABC Philadelphia streaming app. And the big story on Action News. Search 6ABC Philadelphia and start streaming today. E-A-G-L-E-S. Eagles. We are back. Football Friday, people. Football Friday. Eagles. Commanders. One o'clock. Lincoln Financial Field. He's Derek Gunn. I am Rob Ellis. We are Sports Take. All right, let's continue with the NFL talk here, Gunner. Uh, let's go back to last night. Look, you were on it. Do we really have to? Really? Well, I'm going to get, see, I'm going to, I'm going to ease your pain by I'm giving you credit because you called it. You did call I'm, it. I'm just kidding. I have yeah. no problem talking about it because what did I tell you at the beginning of the season? I have no expectations for this team that is the youngest team in the NFL has right. a lot of growing to do. I saw the same thing Favre went through, same thing Aaron Rodgers went through. The first time they assumed the starting role, they had to go through growing pains. And the fact that Green Bay sitting here at two and two, I'm still a little shocked at that. But. Yeah, so that uh, Detroit jumped them. I mean, straight yep. up jumped them. It, it was 27 to three at the half, and it, I don't even know if it felt like it was that close. Um, they ran all over them. David Montgomery, who was for a minute, he was questionably even playing this game, goes for a buck 21, yep. which is not a huge average. He ran it a lot. Um, you know, and Goff just kind of did enough, did what he had to do. Amon uh, Ross St. Brown had a nice game for them. Josh Reynolds did a couple catches out of the backfield or uh, catches for them as well. Sam Laporta had a couple of catches. It was it was more where the, the Packers couldn't protect Derek. I mean, I know they sacked him five times. It felt like they sacked him ten times in that game. He was under duress the whole game. The receivers couldn't get separation, and they have speed receivers. Christian Watson 
wasn't even a factor in the game until he caught a touchdown pass the second in the second half. Right. I don't know if that hamstring is still right. Aaron Jones hardly played. He's coming off a hamstring. Right. The entire the entire left side of Green Bay starting offensive line, the guard and the tackle are pro bowlers. They were out. And Bakhtiari is always out. Dude, I, they I'm just put him on IR again. He should be cut. They should have cut him last year. He's stealing money. And, and you know, know what? When he was right, he was one of the best tackles in the game, no question about it. Pro Bowler. He hasn't been right since he sustained that knee injury a couple of years ago. They keep hanging on to this dude, man. Yeah. I don't know what it is about it. Um, your, your Pro Bowl, one of the highest paid cornerbacks in the league, Jair Alexander, was out. So they went into a, a gunfight with a cap gun to begin with. The only shining moment in this game was when Green Bay pulled a similar to what they did um, against the Saints four days ago. Right. All of a sudden, they made a small rally coming back in the second half, and I'm thinking, this no, there's no way they're going to pull this off. They get within 13. They go for two points again and get it. When you when conventional wisdom says take the one now, take the one now, they go for two. They get it. They're within. They're within. Oh, they were within uh, 10 points. I believe it was 27-17. Mm-hmm. And then they're going down the field. Jordan Love throws the ball. The receiver breaks the other way. They were off a fraction of the second. The game that cost them against New Orleans on a fourth and one, when they had a chance to seal a win, Jordan Love calls it, you know, silent count. He lunges forward. Center doesn't hike the ball. Everybody's standing there like this. The center blew, blew the play up. Saints get the ball back. Mm-hmm. Okay. I mean, I'm sorry, the Falcon in the Falcons game. Um, there's a lot of growing pains. When you have young your, – all of your primary receivers are rookie or first or, or second-year guys. What do you expect? It's like the Keystone Cops out. They're still trying to figure this thing out. Mm-hmm. You know, now they'll get better as the year goes along if they can stay healthy. Right. But you know, that's why I said, Rob, this – when Aaron Rodgers played in the Aaron Rodgers era, in the Brett Favre era, when they became what they were, when they would lose certain games, man, it was, I'm like the typical fan. You know, you, you're throwing stuff, you know, not to break anything, but yeah. you're frustrated because they made mistakes they shouldn't have made and could have won games. But now, I told you, I expect them to, I expect them to have more losses than wins this year. Right. To me, eight and nine would be a winning record for this Packers team this year as they grow. But yeah. I tell you what, when they get him the right pieces – Jordan Love is going to be nice. I like Jordan Love. I do. And I think the 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 young receivers are going to get better, going to figure it out even more. And, and it's just a matter of time with them. They're yes. going to be good. Get them now, as Dion would say. Get them now because they're going to be good later. Let me tell you something, man. That, that young kid, Jaden Reed, a wide receiver, Romeo Dubs, man, them dudes can flat out go get the ball, man. I've yeah. seen him make some catches in the last two games. I'm like, wow. You know what else hurt them? They the Musgrave, who I like a lot too, the tight end, yes. he, had, he got – he had a head injury last night. So that was, yeah. Luckily to get extended time off now, hopefully, uh, you know, if nothing else, if they can get Elgin Jenkins back on a, on a left guard and Alexander, they're, they're in a better place, but you know, that's they're two starting corners because uh, the other start, the starting corner hasn't, hasn't played at all this year. He was a first round pick. Mm-hmm. Eric, Eric Stowe, Eric, yeah, Eric Stowe. He hasn't played. He, he's the first. So you have two first round picks in the corners that aren't playing. Your left side of your line is not playing. Your two primary weapons, the running back and your wide receiver, your speediest wide receiver, nursing hamstring injuries. And I'm sitting there going, and you know what? It's not, it's not the, the biggest, the biggest advantage Detroit had in that game was their defensive line against Green Bay's offensive line. That yeah, was- it was just men against boys, uh, you know, and, and Hutchinson was, was wreaking havoc, you know, as he does. Uh, no surprise there. But yeah, I mean, they were, 
Oh. But yeah, it could have been a lot worse than even five sacks. But there you go. Deep breaths. All right. Let, let's look at some of these games, Derek. We, we do have some good ones here, um, you know, for sure. We have the the Dolphins and the Bills. To me, this is the game of the week. Okay. Uh, one o'clock. Yes. You mentioned no Jordan Poyer uh, for the Bills, but there's a big one for the Dolphins here. Jalen Phillips isn't playing their edge rusher. Oh, that's it. That's a loss. That's a big one. That's a huge loss. So both teams down a quality defender here in this one. Buffalo at home, Derek, two and a half point favorites. Um, you know, the Bills, after, since that, the, the kind of wake up call loss to the Jets, ha, the, the next two games, they are just throttling people. They're, yeah. they're putting it on yeah. people. And we know what Miami's doing. Th- this one sets up to be awesome. Well, see, I, I can see what the oddsmakers are doing here. As well as as well as uh, Miami is playing, it's still Buffalo. They're telling you it's still Buffalo's division to win or lose. Yeah. You know, when 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 Buffalo is on point, then they're lethal. And I'm still waiting for Vaughn Miller to get back, to be honest. Yes. That makes that defense that much more lethal. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and they're playing this one in Buffalo too. Um <sighs> I kind of like Buffalo, man. I know it sounds I, I know. crazy. I know. I know it, but with the way Miami's playing, but I kind of like Buffalo in this game. Here, here's the thing. Here's the thing. <clears throat> Buffalo, even without Von Miller, they can match Miami point for point with their, their style of offense. They can match. The key is turnovers. Who wins the turnover battle in this game? Yeah. You know, and that could be huge. Now, luckily for Miami, you're going into Buffalo when there's not a foot of snow on the ground. Although Miami went into Buffalo last year and lost 32-29, so the snow didn't bother them last year. But you're playing this on a dry surface, unless rain's going to be moving in that area. I mean, I, I, I think it's going to be out of the area by then. Um, I, I Man, I wish I could sit there and watch. And that's a 1 o'clock game also? That is a 1 o'clock game. Ah. Well, the, and the one thing I would say, too, if, if, if you forget about this, but week two, the Patriots did a pretty good job containing not shutting down but containing the dolphins defensively the bills are a pretty good defensive team even without von miller and yes. I, I know poyer's yes. lost to yes so i want to see what this looks like against a, a solid defensive team if miami's still able to go nuts like they they did last week against denver who i i'm not i'm not buying into denver at all but yeah this that, that's the the game of the week i would say i i like buffalo you like miami to win it <laughs> Man, that's a coin toss. I, I, I'm going to pick Buffalo at home to win it, and and I think they'll cover the spread. The okay. spread's two and a half. I think they'll cover the spread. See, Jordan Poirier and Micah Hyde together are one of the best, are one of the best one-two safety tandems in the NFL. By themselves, they're, they're mere mortals. I hate to say that. You know, they're still good, but but they don't have each other to complement each other. So, right. uh, and a little bit more is expected of, of the one that's standing. Uh, which kind of takes them out of the concept a little bit on the back end. But if Buffalo can get any kind of pressure on Tua, um, man, I, whew, I can't wait to see. Oh, I wish I could see again. Yeah, it's going to be a fun one. Uh, another good one is the Ravens and the Browns. Now, uh, one thing to keep in mind here, Derek, Deshaun Watson has not thrown at practice all week. He's got a sore shoulder. Interesting. So we're into Friday, and he still hasn't thrown. So that is one, you know, to, to get your antenna up a little bit here uh, as to where that goes. Now, I don't know if he's just, hey, they're being precautious with him. Mm. He might get some help, if you know what I'm saying, uh, yeah. to be able to play whatever. But if, if, if it's not Deshaun, 
It's the kid Dorian Thompson Robinson who looked awesome in the preseason. Yes, he did. He looked okay. really good. But is he ready to be dropped into this situation with a Ravens defense that, that's going to be, you know, frothing at the mouth here in this one? Well, look what habitual habitual journeyman Joshua Dobbs get, did against Dallas's defense. But then again, Dobbs is like eight years of experience compared to dropping his rookie in there. But this kid plays with a lot of poise. Yeah. You know, now granted, he's playing in a preseason game against third, second, third, fourth team type guys. Now you're playing frontline guys in a big game like this. You know, Baltimore's coming after him, number one. Yes. You know, you know that would be the case. Yes. I'd be surprised if Deshaun Watson's not playing in this game. I think they're doing this more so as a precautionary measure, not to have it irritate even more so. Um, if Deshaun's on the field and shots have already been fired across the bow, Baltimore players take a shot at, at Cleveland's, the moms and, and the kids. Man, this is what this is what the AFC North is all about in this game. Mm-hmm. This yeah. is this is going to be a nasty game. Well, I hope I actually I, I want to see Watson play because I want to see if he's back. Like I want to see you're going to know it against the defense like this, you know, yes. with all the all the trash talk, all the Roquan, Roquan Smith stuff, and, and and all of that. This is where we're going to find out where he is. The other thing I want to find out too is. How much better is Baltimore's offense? You know where they they've they got rid of uh, uh, their offensive coordinator last year, and they bring in Munkin, uh, who 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 is you know changed things up, and they're not as much of a run team. It was Greg Mo- Roman last year. They're not as much of a run team as they were. This is where I want to see if Baltimore is real too, because I think Cleveland's really good, and they're really yeah. good defensively. Dude, Cleveland's defense is giving up 164 yards a game. Yep. Think about that for a moment. They're giving up 10.7 points a game. Now, as for uh, for Baltimore, Baltimore's defense has been giving up almost 293 yards a game and 18 points a game. I think Baltimore is going to have problems trying to score against Cleveland in Cleveland. I really do. Yeah. I'm going to take Cleveland in this game in a home game. I, I am. That's if, if Watson is playing, I'm going to take Cleveland in a home game here. Yeah, I, I, I like um... – I'm back and forth on this one. I'll be honest with you. Um, I, I'm pro- I think I'm going to go Baltimore here. As crazy as that sounds, I'm probably yeah. going to go Baltimore here. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, I am. I, you know, I, 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 well, let me put it this way. I'm going to flip for a second here. If, if Deshaun Watson isn't limited in any way, I like Cleveland. If okay. you can tell early that he's having problems throwing, or they're trying to maybe limit his passing attempts because they don't want him to take a beating. Then I'll jump on Baltimore. But I, I yeah, I, I think Cleveland. If if all things are equal, Cle- Cleveland wins there at their place. Baltimore wins at third place. This is a this this looks like a classic Ooh. AFC North split Ooh. to me. Wow, now it hurts. It hurts big time that Nick Chubb will not be there. But I like this kid Jerome Ford. They have they brought back Kareem Hunt. Um, he had one carry for five yards in his first outing. He's banged up too. We don't know what's going on. Yeah, yeah. But you, you still have you still have Amari Cooper, Elijah Moore, and David and Joku. I mean, yeah, and Donovan Peoples Jones. You got you got a nice quartet of pass catchers there. You know, against this Baltimore defense, I I, uh, I I'm, I'm going to stick with my guns. I'm going to I'm going to stick with Cleveland at home in this game. Okay. Okay. Uh, yeah, I'll go Cleveland if, if again, if Watson's right, I'm going Cleveland as well. All right, let's jump to the next one here. Now, I don't know if it's quite at the level of these two, 
but the Bucks and the Saints. Uh, now, I want to see if the Bucks can respond from dropping on on Monday night the way that they did. I want to see if the Saints respond. Now, the big thing in this game is we don't know yet about Derek Carr in the shoulder. That's right. going to be one of the keys to this whole thing. Jimmy Gar- uh, uh Jameis Winston quarterbacking um, is a disadvantage for the Saints Saints offense, but they're getting Alvin Kamara back. Right. That's the that's the big factor in that offense is he's coming back. I am not I am not comfortable with Jameis Winston because he overthrows, he underthrows, he he doesn't read. You know whatever happened to him that made him this this big time alleged quarterback in his first four year, first few years in the league he showed promise in Tampa, but all of a sudden after that 30, 30 year thirty touchdowns thirty interceptions not come close to being the same quarterback makes the playing field a little a little equal here. Mm. Um, it's a division game. Where's the game taking place? This game is at New Orleans. At New Orleans, it's a division game. It's on the Saints fast track. Um, I think, I think the Saints defense is going to put some heat on Baker and try to force him to make mistakes. So even with Jameis uh, at quarterback, Kamara's coming back. I like the Saints at home in this game. I really Yeah. Do. And again, we don't know yet the car's out, right? That hasn't become official. No, no. So, but you talk about an AC joint that they had to send him to the hospital for after the game. You got to wonder how much pain he's going to be in here. You know, with that thing. So uh, that's, uh, yeah, it's certainly something big to look at. Um, that's for sure. But yeah, yeah, I mean, I think there's, like, if I think the Saints, if cars, again, even remotely healthy, I like the Saints in this game. I think they're going to utilize Kamara. I think this is where it's going to open things up for Olave and Michael Thomas and that crew. Uh, yeah, I, I just, you're right. I mean, the thing is, if you could just convince Jameis that, dude, just take care of, be a manager. Yeah, don't don't try to be the hero. Just manage the game, dude. Yeah, you could win it. But we'll also find out about the heart of this Tampa team, how much that 2-0 start was real. I don't uh, know that it was real. How much that yeah. 2-0 start was real. I'm not sure how much of it was real at this when, point. With Tampa yeah, when you, get, when you get manhandled the way they did on Monday night, you got to come back and make a statement. Now, the big question is, will Carlton Davis be back? Now, I believe – I saw reports saying that he's up for this week. He had the toe injury the last couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. I, I believe he's up this week. That is huge uh, in terms of trying to defend the likes of Chris Olave. Yeah. And, you know, um, with, with Carlton Davis back there, it changes the complexion of that the back end of that defense with him and Antoine Win, Winfield back there. But still, you know, you got Michael Thomas. And, of course, you know, you got Taysom Hill. You got to figure him into the equation also. What kind of gadgets are they going to try to run with him? Mm-hmm. You know, as well, they got to play a tight end. They got to play a H-back, quarterback. He's all over the place. And he is effective in the role that they use him in. Uh, I, I st- I'll stick. What's the spread on that game? The spread is three and a half. Saints minus three and a half. Saints minus three and a half. I like the. I like that. I'll take the Saints at home in that game. Okay. Okay. Uh, let me throw, I'll throw another one at you that I, I, I here's why I think it's interesting. You're going to look at the records and say it's not, but I think it is. Bengals Titans. Um, you know, both of these teams just can't afford another loss. No. Um, certainly Cincinnati's in a nasty division in that north that we talked about. And and then, you know, if you're Tennessee, you get off to a one and three start, and Tannehill doesn't look good again, and Derrick Henry's not running well again. You're gonna have to shake things up if you're Mike Vrabel. You can't keep Rob. I don't I know it's only week four, 
but you can't keep riding this thing the way it is. It's not working. It didn't work last year and it won't work this year. So I think it's a critical game. So the, the, the spread in this one that's at uh, Tennessee, Cincinnati's favorite, they're minus two and a half in this one. Yeah. Um, if I'm the Bengals all week long, I'm talking about this. They are the only team in AFC North with a losing record. Now they started out 0-2 last year. They rallied, they got it done. In Tennessee, in Tennessee's case, um, they got to find out what they are. I mean, are they still this dominant power running team? Mm-hmm. You got you got to get DeAndre Hopkins more involved in this offense. And, and I don't know, I don't know in this particular game if Ryan Tannehill can because Cincinnati's going to apply pressure on him. Right. If they get good pressure on him, especially with him having limited mobility with that calf injury. It's going to be a long, long day for Tennessee again. Mm-hmm. Because you can't just run the ball and, and win this game against Cincinnati. You know, and especially if Cincinnati gets to jump on you and they're going to pass their way down the field, you got to play catch up the whole game, which means you got to come out of your comfort zone as using Derrick Henry as their primary ball carrier to set up your passing game. You know, if Derrick Henry is ripping off five, six yards of carry and you're making people cheat up, that significantly helps the balance of your offense. Um, I just don't, I just don't know if Tennessee, you know, can go, can, can go in, is, um, can, can, can hold off Cincinnati. I mean, Cincinnati is still struggling offensively. They've only scored 46 points, but they've only given up 47. Yeah. Whereas Tennessee scored 45, but they've given up 67. Right. See, right. Yeah. And who has a better firepower offensively? Cincinnati. No question. I, I mean, I guess I guess if you look at it from Tennessee's standpoint, you are still in a division where you're the front runner right now is the Colts at two and one. I don't think we expect them to hold up. Uh then it's Houston, then it's Jacksonville, then it's you. Like I, I would assume Jacksonville gets the rack together. That's who you're chasing here. Um but I, I don't know. I don't I don't like what I've seen from them so far. With a lot of firepower, too. Yeah, yeah. Jacksonville. Yeah, yeah, and, and Doug, you know, when Doug Peterson talks about it openly this early in the season, there, there's a problem. I think it's just, I, I just think it's a continuity problem, but whatever the case may be, there is way too much talent receiver-wise, running back-wise, defensive-wise for Jacksonville to be in, in, in the situation they're in now. Yeah. Luckily, it's early in the season. They're ironing stuff out. I, I expect them to make a strong push like they did down, down the stretch last year. When they won what seven of their last nine games, just incredible more. finish, incredible yep. finish. Yep, I, I I think they'll get it together because they have most of the same personnel offensively coming back. I think this year they'll get it better sooner rather than later, because of the familiarity with all the pieces apart the quarterback, the running backs, the line, the, the wide receivers. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you got to do it now. Do it now, bro. You know. Oh yeah, do it now. But I, I just think too, like again, if it, if it looks ugly, particularly on offense, what changes will will Vrabel be willing? And what here's the thing: what do you do? Do you go Malik Willis, who's at least in his second year? No, who you clearly don't value because you took Will Levis in the second round this year. Do you go no. Levis? Do you feel like he's ready? Like, what do you do? You know, to get these guys going. I, I think it, it comes down to the Levis show. I think. Um, with uh, Malik Willis, I, I, I look at him similar to a Trey Lance in San Francisco. For whatever reason, it's not clicking for him. He's still wait, making the same mistakes over and over again. I don't see an improvement in the learning curve in any way, shape, or form. I really don't. Um, 
Yeah, that, they haven't really that, haven't that, really busted uh, Hopkins loose either. He's got 14 catches for 153 yards. It's about yes. an 11 yard uh, per catch average, and he hasn't scored a touchdown yet. So that's another thing you got to unlock that and get him going. You got to because if you can open him up, it opens up for Traylon Burks on the other side as well. Yeah, and yeah. that that makes life a lot easier on Derrick Henry. Absolutely. Who we Absolutely. know we know what's going on there. Teams are basically saying, let's stop him. You know, he's only averaging, Derek, 54 yards per game. Oh, that's mm-hmm. Henry. They're loading the box. They're loading the box. And, yeah. and, and, and Tannehill is not reading it reading it correctly and getting the ball down the field. You When you have two guys like Traylon Burks and DeAndre Hopkins, um, if you can, if you can, if that play action is effective, it buys you an extra second or two to stand back in there and watch one of those guys come free. If you can't hit one of those guys coming free, especially if you have extended time to stand back there and pat the ball, you need to be sitting on the bench. Playing yeah. I'll tell you, man, uh, it, it is going to be interesting because I, I think y- you have some guys who may not be biting their tongue much longer. Like Hopkins will will speak out. Derrick Henry will speak out. It's it's just a matter of time there uh, in, in – uh, in Tennessee, that's for yeah. sure. Yeah. All right, we're going to come back and we are going to dig into the two NFC East games, aside obviously from the Eagles and the Commanders. But the the yeah. uh, Cowboys take on the Patriots; they host them. Seahawks take on the Giants; Giants are hosting them. We'll get into that and everything else NFL wise. We'll update you injuries. Hey, real uh, quick, yeah. Sorry about that. Uh, just confirmed next Tuesday, two p.m. Sal Palantonio, baby. Right. Yes. Next Tuesday, 2 p.m. Tuesday, 2 p.m. South. I'm writing it down as we speak, D-Gun. Good get. Good get, my friend. All right. Um, all right. Let's hit it. Let's hit it. We'll come back. We'll continue with the uh, with the football discussion. He is Derek Gunn. I am Rob Ellison. <laughs> Say that again. Say it again. Discussion. Wee wee. Wee wee, monsieur. All right. We'll do that when we come back. He's Derek. I'm Rob. We're Sports Take. Right, let's talk about Flynn Tree Services, people. Yes, Flynn Tree Services is an experienced, licensed, and insured Pennsylvania tree services company that will trim or remove any unwanted trees off of your property. They offer cost-effective solutions to any tree problem that you may face. So if you have any type of tree issues in your yard, in your property, they're just a quick phone call away. And they are experts trimming all types of trees, and they serve southeastern Pennsylvania, South Jersey, and northern Delaware. They specialize in tree removal, stump grinding, as well as tree pruning. Keep in mind, we're getting some, you know, kind of sketchy weather right now, for sure. It's a good time to get your trees evaluated before it gets worse. You could go to their Facebook or Instagram page for more information or a sampling of their work. Give Flynn Tree Services a call at 610-850-2848. That's 610-850-2848 or online at FlynnTreeServices.com. That's FlynnTreeServices.com. Go to get your game on. Go for the beers. Go for the cheers. Go for the hit and the hits. Go for the stakes and the stakes. Go to get your parlay on. Go to get your party on. Go for the scene. Go for the screens. Go for the gallery. Go for the win. Go to Ocean. Visit theoceanac.com to plan your visit. At Pond Lee Hockey, we've recovered billions of dollars for our clients, and we're confident we can do the same for you. 
With over 250 years of combined courtroom experience, we've helped over 100,000 injured clients obtain some of the largest settlements in Pennsylvania. One conversation is all it takes to help you and your family get back on track. If you've been injured in an accident, give Pond Lee Hockey a call. Field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. Staffing is not easy, but that's what we do every day, all day. The key to our success is storytelling, asking the right questions to find the right people. Hi, I'm Gary Kane, president of Kane Partners. We want to be your staffing partner. Since 1977, it's always been about you, the community at Rafferty Subaru. And through the Subaru Love Promise, we prove we care by supporting charities like So Good Now. Soganow helps kids in under-resourced areas by connecting them with student-athletes to serve as mentors. We remove barriers so athletes can help youth in the corners of our communities where light and love are needed most. When you choose Rafferty Subaru, you help organizations like So Good Now. It's all Do you stream on a Roku, Fire Stick, Google TV, or Apple TV? Now you can watch 6ABC 24-7 with the 6ABC Philadelphia streaming app. For the big story on Action News. Search 6ABC Philadelphia and start streaming today. E-A-G-L-E-S. Eagles. Derek Gunn. Rob Ellis. Sports Take. Jacob Sports YouTube Network. Let's hit that like button, friends, if you could. Appreciate you. All right, Gunner. Uh, NFC East. Let's look at it. Patriots uh, desperately need to kind of get their act together. That's for sure. Taking on the Cowboys, who are stinging, coming off that loss to the Cardinals last week. Game they were they were pretty thoroughly embarrassed about. Um, the Cowboys are six and a half point favorites in this one. One of the big storylines in this is Ezekiel Elliott goes back to Dallas. Uh, where he played for a long time to start his career, obviously. Uh, a lot of talk this week about Elliott and Will Greer, who's who's they signed as the one of their backup quarterbacks in New England, you know, giving away all the trade secrets, as they say. Uh, so to me, look, I don't I don't believe in New England's offense enough. No. Cowboys coming off a loss like that, I think Dallas bounces back here and takes care of business. Yeah, you know, down in Big D, they love to bring up the negatives and L over Dak. Dak threw that pick in triple coverage. Uh, they got embarrassed by Arizona on the road. Uh, the, the airwaves have been lit up, radio, TV, talking about Dallas being frauds and all this stuff. And as and as our good friend Brian Mitchell said yesterday, whack Prescott. You know, <laughs> that um, was great. That, yeah, that was great. That was the line of the week. Oh, Wax, no doubt. Yeah. Yep. Um, I think Dallas is going to come out, and 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 Mac Jones is in for a long day. Now, 
if 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 New England can establish the run game with Zeke and Ramondre Stevenson, yep, it's going to be an interesting game. But I think Dallas is going to want to come out and make a statement and put their foot, you know where, in, in New England's behinds. And I think Dallas is going to is, is going to redeem itself somewhat in this game. I think so too. Uh, I would be very surprised um, if they don't. The um, you know the thing with New England is they haven't run the ball well. Ramondre Stevenson is averaging less than three yards per yes. carry. Yes. You know, and, and Zeke has had limited runs. He, his is better. It's a, a 4.4 average. It's not terrible. But I just – I keep getting back to, Derek, I don't – does Kendrick Bourne and, uh, you know, Devontae Parker and Demario Douglas, like, does – or Juju Swiss-Juice, does that group really strike fear in you? I, it, they're okay, but they're not – No, but they look pretty good against the Eagles secondary. I guess. I, I don't did. know. I mean, they, they look pretty good against the Eagles, but no. When you start talking about fear factors, New England does not have a fear factor receiver. See, and Dallas, even without you know uh, Trayvon Diggs, they have enough people back there that can cover their receivers. Yeah. The key is can Dallas's front seven and especially Micah Parsons spend a lot of time in Mac Jones' face. You know that that's the key. Yeah. You know, so so Dallas right now is embarrassed, ticked off. They got to listen to all the naysayers in Dallas and the national pundits, you know, snickering at Dallas. Hey, there's the Cowboys. What do you expect? Mm-hmm. Um, I think they're going to be laser focused for this game Sunday. I do too. Yeah. Um, I do too. And I, I think, you know, if, if you're New England and you lose this game, considering, you know, your division, you, you end up, you start off one and three. I yes. mean, you could, you could almost just bury them in the Jets at this point. It, it's getting pretty close to that, you know, and then it just becomes a two horse race. Can Buffalo, and obviously this game goes a long way, but if Buffalo can win this week, that then those two are going to go neck and neck, I think, down to the wire, Buffalo and Miami. I think I think the Jets are a powder keg that's about to explode. Um, Robert Sala is doing everything he can possibly do uh, to, to rally the troops. Um, he has said all the right things. Now, let's, let's be honest here. He steps to the podium and says all the right things about Zach Wilson is our guy. Can you imagine how much of a knot in his stomach that must be to stand there and lie to the media like that? He has no choice. What are you going to do, tear a young quarterback down? Right. Because you tear him down, the entire New York Jets fan base and, and media in New York is going to come down like a plague on that kid. He'll be destroyed. Yeah. He'll be flat out destroyed. Yep. Um, but you have so much talent on that Jets team. And this is far from what they envisioned. When you think about how 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 little success the Jets have had over the last 20 years, this was their one shining moment in the sun. I equate Detroit in a uh, the Jets in a lot of ways to Detroit. Look at how inept Detroit has been for years. Yep. And then all of a sudden, starting three years ago, they get it right. Drafting, strategic moves. You saw it start to play pay off definitely in the second half of last year. We start we see it paying off even more so now. You know, so Detroit has gone through twenty years of misery um, to, to to get to this point. And I look at this Jets team and do not just Jets fans, but us in the media, mm-hmm. even outsiders. Man, this Jets team is loaded. Yeah, they are. You yeah, know. there's tons of talent. I mean, the problem they have is just to go back to what you were talking about. Uh, you know, if this offense continues to struggle the way it has, 
Garrett Wilson isn't going to keep biting his tongue. No. Those defensive players. The defensive players are especially going to get frustrated because they're always out on the field. And they're going to, they're being asked to do a ton just to keep the game close. And, you know, Sauce or whomever else along that defensive line, these guys are going to start, you start hearing it. And then the chasm begins in that locker room. And right now, you know, when your backups are Tim Boyle and Trevor Simeon, who I know is an active, is going to be active in this game. It's not going to make much difference. You're going to keep going down that same road. That's the problem. The worst thing that happened to the Jets is that the Moses, the Moses of that franchise, Joe Namath, came out and said, I'm tired of watching Zach Wilson. I'm tired of this. And all of a sudden, that just opened up the floodgates. Mm. It put the Jets coaching staff and the front office in a very uncomfortable position because you saw Robert Sala standing at the podium. You know, uh, Joe Namath, he's a legend here. Um, you know, he's always welcomed in this building. We respect his opinion. Yeah, We yeah. respect his opinion. And I'm thinking as I'm saying these words, why did he have to come out and say that? As if we don't have enough problems as it is. Yep. You know, the, the godfather, the godfather of Jets football just came and cast dispersions down on that organization. But you know what it would be like, Derek? It would be like oh. Dawkins or uh I don't know, if you want to just take a quarterback like Jaworski or or McNabb just just shredding. You know, the, and like think about how crazy we would go in this town if that was the case. True, but not to the degree of the Moses of football. I know, and Namath's even a big. I get it. He wanted. Yeah. He won a championship. Yes. I know. Yep. You know, if, yep. if you're right. If it, here, if it was Dawkins or Jaws, it would be. It would be a hot topic discussion, no question. Yeah. But when Joe Namath speaks, it becomes a national hot topic discussion. Yeah, it holds more weight. I agree with you. Yeah. Uh, hey, back to the uh, the Titans game that we were talking about. Yes. Uh, a little bit earlier. So Traylon Burke's not playing. He's got a knee. He's ruled oh. out already. That's a big loss, man. Oh. For Tennessee, that's a big loss. Yeah, that's bad. That's bad. As I said, that's bad juju right yep. there. All right, so I think we're both on the same page. I, I think Dallas handles their business. I, I don't think this is a, a, a real tight one uh, against the Patriots. No, I, I agree. All right, let's go Seahawks-Giants. This game's the, – the line has kind of gone back and forth. Seattle's minus one. Seattle was initially the favorite, then the Giants were the favorite. Now Seattle's the favorite again. The big question in this game is, is Saquon Barkley playing? Yep. At what capacity is he going to be playing? He's coming off that high ankle, which usually takes way longer than this. Um, but he's he's been trying to do some things in practice this week. And what was the other one? Andrew Thomas is the other one who's, who's also uh, – there's some questions there, whether or not he's going to be able to play. All right, be careful. Be careful with getting uh, Saquon out there too soon. I understand the situation. I'm a little surprised Seattle's only a one-point favorite. I really yeah. am. It feels like it should be a little bit more. Yeah, I'm shocked by that. Um, so I understand it's all hands on deck, uh, but when one of your main torpedoes comes out there and he fires a dud and he's out for six or seven weeks, where do you go then? What do you do then if he re-aggravates that ankle? Somebody rolls up on him, he steps the wrong way, and somebody's shoe – or in the turf and goes the wrong way, what do you do then? Because you're really in a world of hurt when your primary weapon is no longer there for an extended period of time. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah, that, that could be – that's the problem. Like, they're so Saquon dependent Yeah. that if, you know, he's not right, they just really fall off. I mean, it's Darren Waller and not a ton else. Yeah, I like Hyatt too. I do like Hyatt. Yep. Um, 
But I just don't know. I don't know that Dan Daniel Jones, and to his credit, he brought him back in that in that Arizona game in a big way. But I, I don't know. I don't know against this defense in Seattle that he can really he can really handle this. You know, by himself, not by himself, but like doing as much as he has to do here. Um, the Giants' defense also has been very disappointing. I thought they would be much better. And when you're lining up DK Metcalf, Tyler Lockett, and Njigba, and you got Kenneth Walker running it for you, Giants haven't done well against the run either. Yeah. You know, you got that that combination of a pass run and those weapons, it's going to get ugly. Yeah, it is. It's going to get ugly. Yeah, I like uh, I like Seattle. I like Seattle. I mean, I, the game is in New York. Generally, I would jump on the other side, but I like Seattle on that Absolutely. One. Yes. All right, the Raiders have put out a statement regarding the Chandler Jones thing. Uh, they ha- they said, quote, the Raiders are hopeful that Chandler Jones receives the care that he needs. He, his family, and all those involved are in our prayers, uh, in our thoughts, excuse me. This is how, uh, this is now a legal matter. We will not be providing further comment. I, th- I think the Raiders look at it like we've tried here. We're trying, we're trying to do right by him and, you know, uh, there's only so much we can do. I, I, I really think that they've tried to play this thing out the right way throughout the course of this. Well, now that it's become a legal matter, the you know, Raiders are going like this. Yep. Yep. Not Four not hands. on us. Not on us. Four hands. Yep. You know, and nobody and nobody, nobody who's a Raider follower can say if the Raiders come out and decide and say Chandler Jones will not be playing for us again this year. I don't care how bad their record is. Nobody in their right mind can say, you know, the Raiders made a bad move by making that decision. No, they yeah. didn't. Yep. This man made erroneous comments about former offensive coordinator, Jeez, Josh yeah. McDaniels. Well, his coach. Yeah, yeah his coach. Yeah. Uh, all right. Let's uh, keep moving here. Uh, so you mentioned this, but Zach Wilson said, we want to prove Joe, Joe Namath wrong. Okay. Um I didn't even know that this was a thing, Derek, by the way, but apparently there's trade talks surrounding Justin Jefferson and he basically squashed it. It's, I, I'm not even, this isn't coming from me. I'm trying to win. That's all I'm thinking about right now. I, I'm not worried about anything else. Yeah, obviously he's going to be up for a, for a huge contract uh, extension soon, but I, I didn't even know people were talking about that. I guess a lot of that has to do with when you start off as poorly as the, the Vikings have, that stuff starts, I guess. Well, when you when you when you put it in that context, and it's like where there's smoke, there's fire. Yeah, you know. Now, obviously, Justin Jefferson. Look, look, I'm tired of talking about this mess. I'm just want to play football and try to win, rack up some wins. Yeah. Somebody put it out there for a reason. Somebody got it from somewhere. So, if if the if the Vikings were trying to keep that behind closed doors, first of all, what are you trading a Justin Jefferson for? Is your weapon on offense? Yeah, the, the, you're not. The, the the short answer is you're not. Unless he's saying to you, I will never step foot on the field. Yes. He's not doing that. He's not no. doing any of that kind of stuff. He says, all I want to do is win. I'm trying yep. to win. Yep. That's all I want to do. Yeah. Who's putting that stuff out there? You know, and you're right. If I'm Justin Jefferson, I look at the media one final time. People, moving forward, I will not be answering any questions about trade. You can ask all you want. I will not answer any questions about trade. And if you ask me a question... My only comment to you will be, who has the next question? That's it. Yeah. Who has the next question? I, it, yeah, you go into you do go into Drew Rosenhouse mode. Next question. Oh, my yeah, I agree with you. Yes. I agree with you. Um, Vance Joseph vows to fix the Denver defense. The Denver defense that gave up seventy 
to the Miami Dolphins. He vows that we will get it right and we will start getting it right this week. Um, I don't think there's any way, shape, or form that defense gives up anything close to 70 points again. I think the biggest criteria is that offense sustaining itself and giving that defense sufficient rest. Right. You know, that that's huge. I don't know what's going on with Russell. I thought Sean Payton would be the fir- perfect compliment to get Russell back to what he was in Seattle. Obviously, that's not the case. Fan base, media alike in Denver have turned on Russell. You know, the love affair is over. It's it's a show me what you can do lately for me with Russell. And the, now, the pressure, that kind of pressure is not going to get to Russell. He is so self-assured. It's not going to bother him. But right. it's affecting when you're down three, you're old three already, and it's affecting you trying to come out of that hole. Makes that hole that much deeper to climb out of. Mm-hmm. Really does. Yeah, it's it's uh, yeah, it's going to be tough, you know. And they're um, they're a team that had high expectations, man. Yep. That's for sure. With with Sean Payton coming in there, and 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 it's been a nightmare for them so far. Absolutely. Yes. The Rams and Tyler Higby, their tight end, have agreed on a three-year contract extension. Uh, base uh, total base twenty-seven million, mm. uh, max thirty point five. You get seventeen guaranteed. Wow. Yep. Nice yeah, little he's, contract. He's a good tight end. I, you know, I yeah, like he him. He, he doesn't get a ton of hype, but he he's a nice player. Uh, he's just as long as he stays healthy, he's good. Nice, Solid nice little, nice little pocket change uh, contract there. All right. So this one. Is interesting on a couple of fronts. So Brad Wing, the punter, uh, has been signed by the Steelers. The Steelers punter is dealing with a leg issue. Okay. So you say oh, that name kind of sounds familiar. Well, he hasn't pit, he hasn't punted in the NFL, Brad Wing, in six years. Right. So number one, in and of itself, that's pretty crazy. I don't care if it's I know it's a punter and it's not, you know, a quarterback or something else. That's crazy when you sit out six years and you come back like that, right? Yep. But the other thing it, it said to me was, are we ever going to see Matt Ariza? Dude, I'm telling you, I've been saying this for a long time. There's something more to this story that meets the eye. Nobody in the league is talking about it now. It's one of the best kept secrets ever. It can't be just a civil suit that's still pending out there. There has to be more. There has to be something else to this. What is it? Nobody knows. Mm-hmm. Because the dude has a howitzer for a leg. Yeah. You know, and – how many teams would die to have a punter that can just boom the way this kid does? Yeah. And yeah, yet, murder, murder leg was his nickname. I mean, yeah. And he can't, he can't even get a tryout. Uh, strange. Something's right? wrong. There's, there's something the coaches and the owners aren't telling us about his situation. Correct. And, if this was just a matter of he has a civil suit against them, like I get it. It's not something you love, but it's something. You know, it's something, whatever, that you could deal with. How much of this is you just don't want to, like, frankly, you'd be willing to deal with this if it was a quarterback or an edge rusher. But with a punter, you just don't need the baggage. You know? Maybe maybe teams don't want their circus. Yeah. Maybe teams don't want their circus of bringing them in. Yep. Um, You know, I'm looking at the chat here. Yeah, we know what he's done. Okay. We do know, but he has been cleared on that. So based based on the letter of the law, that should not be held against him. Right. Okay. Now, there's a civil suit that's still pending. Yes, that's what I said. Yeah. 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 So if he's been cleared by the letter of the law, 
of the initial infraction. Guys well, have played like Deshaun Watson still has a civil suit out against him. Just just so just so you know, like guys he, have played and are playing with civil suits. Is he playing? And how much guaranteed money did Deshaun Watson get? Correct, two hundred and thirty million. And a punter who's considered a gift, a, a punter who's considered he hadn't played in a year, and he's still considered one of the best punters in the game. Mm-hmm. He can't get a phone call. Yeah. There's something deep. There's some deep in here, man. Yeah, there's Tell. more going on. I think there is. Uh, all right. So a couple other things here, uh, Derek, just looking forward. Jimmy G is still in concussion protocol. Ooh. Uh, yeah. They're, they're going to see if he can practice today. Uh, but he up until today, he's still in it. So we don't know, you know, kind of where that stands. Good news is Anthony Richardson will start for the Colts. He's back, um, yeah. you know, from a head injury. Bryce Young coming off that ankle. He's going to start. For the Panthers versus the Vikings, uh, Miles Sanders is, by the way, questionable in that game. But uh, Bryce yeah. Young will start. Yeah, um, Cordero Patterson questionable to play for the Falcons uh, this week, and a big blow to the Jags. No Zay Jones. Uh, they may get Jamal Agnew, the really good return man, back, but no Zay Jones in that one for them. That hurts the passing game, no question. Yeah, yeah. passing Ooh. game that hasn't been effective at all. But Agnew, but Agnew is a is is a field changer. I mean, he can flat out he can break one at any given moment. That, yep. That'll be big for them in terms of a field field uh, dominance. Hope you know if he if he gets a space, he can hurt you in a minute. Um, Doug Peterson, Doug Peterson has to come out of this now. Now, Doug, we've seen Doug fix people, fix offenses before. Oh yeah. Um. If it looks as bad as it has been, if I'm Doug, I got to sit down, look at film, and decide: Do I need to make some changes somewhere? Now you're not taking Trevor Lawrence out, but do I need to make some changes? What, what do I need to do here? Where do we need to go to more up? Is it more pass, less run? Is it more run, less pass, uh, less pass? What do I need to do here? Um, because we have too much talent here to be where we are right now. Mm-hmm. You know what? What are they? One and two now? Yes. I never thought I'd be sitting there talking about the, the, the Jags possibly possibly being one in three. Well, especially with the additions, you yeah. know, with, with, with the, you know, getting Calvin Ridley and, yes. and some of the other things, you know, that, it, yes. yeah, it shouldn't look like this. Mm. I, I, and they're, they're just talented on both sides of the ball too. Absolutely. Um, all right. Let's run through the rest of the schedule, Derek, the games that we didn't get to yet. Let's, let's just see where we stand on these. Uh, do the Broncos bounce back in Chicago? Uh, you got a couple of winless teams, been ugly for both teams in different ways. Denver is minus three and a half. I think Denver not only wins, but wins very comfortably in this one. What do you think? Um, I would think this is the game where Sean Payton and Russell Wilson and Denver get the fan base off their backs at least for one week, at the very least, one week. I think Chicago is, is. Is this right now? Chicago is the cesspool of the NFL, and as bad as it's been for Denver, all you need is that one win to feel that the taste that one win, and things could start rolling in the right way for you. Yeah, and I think this is the game. Chicago, uh, Denver, Denver should be happy they're playing Chicago this week. Right, playing I'm, so- I'm, I'm with you. I think, yeah, you're right. Denver got very fortunate the way the schedule broke. <laughs> yeah, with who yeah. they're getting. Yeah. Uh, let's go Rams Colts. I mentioned Anthony Richardson's going to play this game's in Indy, Derek. That's an even line. So Vegas calling that game a toss up. 
I kind of like, I know they're one and two. I kind of like what I've seen from the Rams so far. Um, they're one more game away from getting Cooper cup back, which would be the Eagles game next week. Um, but I think they played a little bit better than I thought they were going to play, but nonetheless, you, you got to start winning here. Uh, and the culture is surprising two and one. Uh, you're muted, Derek. You're muted. Uh, there we go. There you go. There you go. I'm surprised we're sitting here talking about in back-to-back weeks. The Colts have beaten Tennessee and the Ravens Yep. in back-to-back weeks. Now, they won the games by a grand total of uh, – well, they beat the – I'm sorry, they beat the Texans. I'm sorry, Texans and Ravens. The, the, I can't believe they, they beat the Ravens. Now, and they were on the road and won the I, game. I'm very surprised at that. Very surprised. But you know what? That's all character building stuff mm-hmm. for for a team that doesn't have a a real great threaded wide receiver. Your franchise running back is not even playing for you yet. And three game in three games you're you're um, you're two up and one down um, with a rookie quarterback. Who, nice job, who, Shane Steichen. Yeah, yeah, you know, phenomenal talent. Let me. I mean, don't don't get me wrong. Anthony Richardson for 6'5", 250 is a phenomenal talent. Mm-hmm. Uh, young, but 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 Shane Steichen, you get our props through three weeks at least. You get our props mm-hmm. uh, for what you've done there with that with that quarterback and that team, mm-hmm. uh, because that could be a team that has built-in excuses. We got a rookie quarterback. Jonathan Taylor's not back yet. Although I just saw a report this morning uh, that running back coach for Andy said. He looks really good. I'm looking forward to working with him soon. So okay. maybe help us on the way. All right. But what if, what if I'm Jonathan Taylor? You know what? It did feel good yesterday, but I had a setback. I don't know if I can get out there yet. Yeah. I, I, why would you if you're him? <sighs> nah. Now you know what's going to happen. Was, I, I don't see this happening. What if what if what if Indy got out to like a six and one, seven and two start? If I'm Jonathan Taylor, I'm like, hey man, I want to be a part of this. Yeah, I'm, I'm feeling a lot better. Yep. You know, but if I'm three and three and four, two and five, something like that, I'm Jonathan Taylor. I'm like, oh man, I wish I could be with you guys, but I got to get back to the whirlpool. See ya, see yeah. ya. You know, yeah. So. No, it makes sense. Uh, makes sense in that one for sure. All right, so uh, I'm going Rams in that one, but we'll see. Uh, beyond that, let's Wait, go Vikings. Where are you liking that one? Where are they playing it? That's at Indy. I'm taking the Colts. All right. I'm All taking right. the Colts in this game. Vikings, Panthers, both teams 0-3. Mentioned that that Bryce Young's coming back. Minnesota's minus four on the road here. Vegas really likes Minnesota in this game. They've just shot themselves in the foot, Derek. They're, they are, they turn the ball over the Vikings at an insane rate. If they clean that up, they could easily have a, a two wins. Yeah, yeah. But the bottom line is they haven't. And you know, right. sometimes sometimes when things like this happen, Rob, it's hard to come out of. You know, when you're a team that, that, that doesn't take care of the football, um, it, it it just doesn't turn around overnight. Yeah. But they're playing Carolina. If the Vikings don't win this game, I don't expect my brother to answer his phone all week, <laughs> to be honest with you. Oh, and four? He may – he, you may he may just just disappear. He may he may go to a foreign island for for a little while. Yeah, right right now he's up at his uh, in laws cabin on, and in Minnesota fishing. So I, I already hate him as it is, you know. So if they if they go zero and four, 
I'll be texting feverishly, you know, trying to get a response for him. And he, he won't respond at least for a day or two. But I don't – come on. I, there's no way Minnesota loses at Carolina. No way. I don't think so. I don't think so either. No. Nope, I don't think so either. I, I think Carolina, look, they're going in the right direction with the coach, with what they're trying to do. But this is what – this is – you're in a rebuild. You just are. Uh, Steelers-Texans. This game is in Houston. Steelers-Texans. Pittsburgh minus two and a half. I like the Steelers. I think the Steelers defense is, is really, really playing well. And I think Pickett is starting to get it together here with his receiving core. I'd like to see them run it a little bit better. Um, but I like Pittsburgh. And again, I think Houston's headed in the right direction too. I just don't think they're there yet. Who did Houston just beat last week? Jacksonville in Jacksonville? Yes. Yes. D'Amico Ryan's young young troops are coming along. They're playing mm-hmm. at home. Um Pickett, Pickett is still struggling for some reason. Yeah, he's not he's nowhere near what I thought where I thought he was going to be after the way he closed last year. It's not now, there. Granted, they had some issues at receiver. They had some injuries at receiver. But Pickett has not been throwing the ball with the authority I thought he would at this point. Um CJ CJ Stroud doesn't make mistakes as as we know him right now through three games what's the spread in that game again that spread uh is the Steelers minus two and a half in Houston Ooh, Steelers by two and a half well you know what they say once you get a taste of champagne you want the whole bottle (laughs) and and this young Houston team has had a taste of winning in a tough environment to go get a win I'm going to take Houston at home in this game Ooh, okay I like that yeah. I like that. I'm gonna I'm gonna go with the road favorites there in that one. That's a it's an interesting pick, Derek. All right, let's go Raiders, mm-hmm. Chargers. Both teams one and two. Big AFC West, you know, matchup simply because same thing. You go to one and three, it's gonna be very, very hard for you. Uh and, and by the way, that division nowhere near as good as we thought. With oh, Denver yeah. start, with the Raiders start, with the Chargers start. I mean, it's the Chiefs, and then it's just everybody else's nah. All the crabs are trying to get to the top of the pot. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah. Um, the the uh, so the, the uh, Chargers are five point favorites at home. I, I'll take that. I'll take the Chargers by five at home. Yeah. Okay. Um, and we I, don't know about Jimmy G yet. Right. Right. But the Raiders going out there. Um, Justin Herbert's crew. They're gonna. They, yeah. This, it, it's gonna be entertaining. Even if Jimmy G plays, it's gonna be entertaining. I just think uh, the Chargers. Uh, feel they have something to prove they'll go out there and, and get their win in their home ballpark i'll take them. i'll take the chargers okay uh cardinals 49ers uh, you know that game's in san fran niners are 14 point favorites in that one gunner cardinals coming off the win yeah niners off to the 3-0 start um it's a big number like i i don't see it ultimately if i had to pick i'd pick san francisco i don't like laying that kind of number but right is there a letdown for the cardinals you know it's a it's a million dollar question i mean right now san fran their running game has been awesome mccaffrey's been great you know they have all the weapons nick bosa the whole nine i'm pick i'm i'm picking uh picking arizona in this game with the points okay no i'm just lying you know i'm lying oh, i thought you were taking the points at least maybe it could be a 12 point win 13 yeah man let me tell you something 49ers, man, it's going to be like 
it's going to be like a a, a, a a sniper hit on Arizona. <laughs> Tell you that right now. Arizona played their game of the season against Dallas. The problem is Arizona played their game of the season against Dallas and has to go to San Francisco. Right. Ain't no way in the world. San Francisco going to roll up sleeves and punch them in the throat early and call it a day. There's no way. There's no way Arizona. You know what? I'm taking the points. What's the points? 14? Minus 14. I'm taking the points. All right. You're, 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 laying, you're laying the points. Yeah, you're laying yeah. the points. Okay. All 49 right. is by at least 14. Um, Come on, Rob. Be bold. I'm grabbing, I'm grabbing two touchdowns. Cardinals get a cheapy late when San Fran is is got the backups in, and they end up losing by twelve or thirteen points. Boom! Cardinals get a cheapy late. Yep. The score being thirty five to seven. <laughs> That's the All cheap right. you get. All right, all right. One more, I'm going to throw at you the Sunday night game, which we all thought was going to be awesome, and right. it's not now. Chiefs Jets. This game's in New, in North Jersey. Kansas City's minus nine in the game. We know it's still Zach Wilson, et cetera. Uh, a lot of heat on the Jets this week. Andy Reid's bunch rolls in there, you know, off to a uh, – well, at least taking care of business the last two games after that first loss. This could be the game fans storm Zach Wilson's locker and set it ablaze. Oh, my God. After the game. Um, the thing is, Kansas City sometimes plays down to its competition. You know, sometimes they, you know, certain opponents they blow out, but sometimes they play down to the competition. Um, and you said the spread is nine, nine and a half? Yes. I don't think Kansas City is just going to go, just score like 35, 40 points. I think they'll win by a comfortable margin. I think they'll win by the point spread, but I think they'll do it in a little bit tougher manner than we expect them to. Um, I think they'll get a fumble somewhere. Um, Rus- uh, Russell. Um, Mahomes will have a decent game. May not be a great game against that defense, but it'll be a good enough game. So I'm going to take Kansas City with the points. Well, that's the thing. I mean, the only thing that worries you with laying these kind of points on the road is the Jets yeah. do have a good defense. Yes. And can they just at least keep them in it? I See, I think what ends up happening, Derek, is maybe early the Jets are doing a good job defensively, and eventually they crack. They, they just can't hold up, you know, and the, and the Jets' offense isn't getting anything going, and then it starts to weigh on everybody. And then, you know, the dam burst and, and Mahomes and Kelsey and all those guys just get clicking and start going. Here, here's a, I could, I could, I could see camera all of a sudden ISO on Jets players bickering and pointing at each other on the sideline. Yep. Somebody has to step in and separate them. I think it's at that point. This, this, this volcano is about to erupt with, with the Jets. Yeah. Um, because they're embarrassed that all they needed was that one quarterback who they had. Mm-hmm. It's no longer with them uh, taking this journey with them. And the frustrations are mounting already. We hear grumblings already, you know? Oh yeah. So um, yeah, I think, I think, yeah, I, I, I'll, I'll take, I, I, man, it's still early in the season. See, that's the thing. You know, we have to factor that in also still some raggedy football out there. Right. Um, which way are you leaning? 
Um, I'm I'm leaning towards Kansas City. I, I I just don't think, and I wouldn't panic if Kansas City isn't killing them early, like I said. But I think Kansas City eventually wears them out. And the other, you know, the other hype for that game is Taylor Swift's supposed to be there again. So NBC Sports is licking their chops because their Isn't ratings are going to go. Huh? She, she she's going back on her European tour soon, I think. I don't know. But NBC is like, thank you. Because this game, Derek, had potential and then it had tune-out potential because nobody wants to watch Zach Wilson play. Now they're going to be locked back in watching it. Taylor Swift just saved NBC, you know, Sunday Night Football. I don't understand this phenomenon of wanting to tune into the game just to see an occasional 10-second shot of her sitting in the booth, us sitting in a private box watching the game. Right. I don't understand this phenomenon. That is the last reason why I would watch this game, to see Taylor Swift sit. What's she wearing up there? You know, is she cheering for for, – did she wave down to the field of Kelsey? You know, there was a shot you saw last week during the broadcast. Um, when they were in the pregame warm-ups, you see Kelsey with Mahomes, and they both turn and wave up to the box, to mom mm-hmm. and and, and uh, Taylor up there. Um, I don't want to see that. Well, I don't the, care about the, that. The, the, here's the thing. The diehards like us could care less. The casuals want to see it. What's she wearing, like you said? Uh, is she conversing with the mom? Is she reacting if Travis does something, if the Chiefs are doing something? Like, it, it's it's just, it, it's sort of like why you get so much tune in for the Olympics for certain sports. Yeah. It's kind of like that. It's it's an audience that that is much, you know, more broadened than what we're accustomed to. So it's like, all it is. Like curling. Tune in to see curling. Well, know? no, I mean, like, you're, you're, they're going to watch uh, some of the, like, gymnastic dance routines or figure skating or stuff like that. Like you have more women, you know, interested and it's, you know, I get it. And it's not just women. It's, it's, it's a lot of people want to are interested in the whole TMZ world yeah. that we live in. So that's kind of what we're looking at at this point. All right. You know, game changes all the time. I, I, I guess. Yeah. Just, just get up line, line up and play football and knock each other out. That's like all that- Anthony oh, says right. um, that relationship is a publicity stunt like the Kardashians. I agree. I honestly well, agree. Okay. So, all right, let, let's, let's real quick. Does she need more publicity? Is she not doing well enough with her tours and her, and her albums and everything else? What, and is it, and maybe it's helping his brand sell more merchandising maybe, but the guy's already a future hall of famer. I, I don't know. I don't know. Dang, the real zeal. You had to go there. You really had to go there? The real zeal? Dang. Go ahead, Rob. Put it up there. I'm, no, I'm not putting that up there. <laughs> no. No. Here's the thing. Maybe Taylor needs inspiration for a new song. Right. Maybe. maybe uh, For the inevitable maybe, breakup. The, yeah. The, yeah the, maybe the, create, the creative juices are not flowing for a new, new big hit that comes out. <clears throat> so she needed a megastar to help motivate her to come up with a new song. Maybe. Could be. Maybe. You know, maybe Travis Kelsey, you know, Travis Kelsey's a different dude. You know, his brother is more, you know, down to earth, you know, thought provoking, very conservative. Travis is out there, man. Travis is out there having a good time. Oh, yeah. And and obviously, hey, look, first of all, he sends her a friend bracelet, rejected it. He can't get all of a sudden you hear that they've seen each other. They're texting. Now she's at games. Mm -hmm. Travis is like, hey, man, I'm just enjoying the moment. man. I'm in the moment right now. 
Mm-hmm. It's like Rob, it's when Rob, Rob goes on the ledge and actually puts cheese and mayo on a burger. That's what <laughs> that's, that's gonna like. be crazy. That's gonna be a day. That is gonna be a day, man. I'm looking forward to that day, too. It's gonna that's happen. What it's like. yes. what it's like, man. I'm telling you. Cheese and mayo. Um yeah, do that extreme. <laughs> All right, let's come back. Uh, a couple little odds and ends. We're going to give our final scores. And, and uh, Tone, uh, we'll get your prediction as well. I forgot to tell you in the in earlier, but if you want to hop in when we come back uh, in the in the, at the end of the last segment, we'll do that. A bunch of other stuff to get to, uh, including birthdays, including movies. So we got a lot of ground to cover between now and 3 o'clock, and we will do it all with you when we come back. That's Derek Gunn. I'm Rob Ellis. We're Sports Take. Right back. I remember getting my heart broken when they lost the Super Bowl in 2004. We're big Eagles fans. We moved to South Philly because of the Eagles. When they won, we went straight to Broad Street and uh, everybody was going nuts over there. And it was just a, a memory that you'll never forget. Go to get your game on. Go for the beers, go for the cheers, go for the hit and the hits, go for the stakes and the stakes, go to get your parlay on, go to get your party on, go for the scene, go for the screens, go for the gallery, go for the win, go to Ocean, visit theoceanac.com to plan your visit. At Pond Lee Hockey, we've recovered billions of dollars for our clients, and we're confident we can do the same for you. With over 250 years of combined courtroom experience, we've helped over 100,000 injured clients obtain some of the largest settlements in Pennsylvania. One conversation is all it takes to help you and your family get back on track. If you've been injured in an accident, give Pond Lee Hockey a call. Field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. Staffing is not easy, but that's what we do every day, all day. The key to our success is storytelling, asking the right questions to find the right people. Hi, I'm Gary Kane, president of Kane Partners. We want to be your staffing partner. Since 1977, it's always been about you, the community at Rafferty Subaru. And through the Subaru Love Promise, we prove we care by supporting charities like So Good Now. Soganow helps kids in under-resourced areas by connecting them with student-athletes to serve as mentors. We remove barriers so athletes can help youth in the corners of our communities where light and love are needed most. When you choose Rafferty Subaru, you help organizations like So Good Now. It's all about you at Rafferty Subaru. 
Do you stream on a Roku, Fire Stick, Google TV, or Apple TV? Now you can watch 6ABC 24-7 with the 6ABC Philadelphia streaming app. And the big story on Action News. Search 6ABC Philadelphia and start streaming today. E-A-G-L-E-S. Eagles. Welcome back, friends. Appreciate you hanging out with us on this Friday. He's Derek Gunn. I'm Rob Ellis. Uh, all right, Derek. So a couple things. Mentioned that the Phillies lose last night. Not a not a big deal. It doesn't matter. They've already locked up the one seat. But if you look yep. at what's happening behind them, there's a lot happening behind them. So yeah. uh, Arizona lost yesterday, which is good for the Phillies because Zach Gallen is going to have to pitch this weekend. They yep. were hoping. You know, Arizona, if they could they could lock it up, they know they're the two seed, let him get rest and let him be able to go game one. Now he has to pitch tonight. So that's a good sign for the Phillies because mm. uh, he won't be able to pitch Tuesday. So that's good. Good news there. Yeah, uh, and I'm still hoping. Uh, well, you know, the way the Cubs are fading right now, they've lost three in a row. They're in trouble. Uh, it, it looks like if things stay status quo, the Phillies have to deal with Arizona or the Marlins. <clears throat> yeah, so, right. Either one. So right now, um, Arizona's the two seed. Marlins are, the, are a game and a half back of them, and the Cubs are a half game back of the Marlins. The Marlins yeah. have a little tricky situation themselves here. Oh, man. They, they got pretty screwed last night. So um, they were losing to the Mets, and then they came back and took a, a 2-1 lead in that game. They had to sit through a three-hour and 17-minute rain delay. Before it was called, jeez, and they're they're not happy with any of it. Major League, they they may have to end up because they're a half game up on the Cubs right now. They may right. have to go back and play Monday to to determine who get you know who gets in here. Which and then, means they wouldn't get a day off between the regular season ending and the postseason starting. It, so they would have oh my goodness, and then turn around and play a Tuesday game on the road. Yep. No, no, play possibly three consecutive game, additional games on the road with no day off. Right. Oh, my God. What happened to the rule if you had extra, uh, like five and a half innings in, it was an official game? What happened to that rule? I, I, I guess. I don't know. I don't know what the what the whole thing was, you, you know, there. Uh, was it possible? That. They're leading in the top top of the ninth, right? Was it top of the ninth? Uh, yeah, I think it was the ninth. Let me see here. Let me see here, Robert. Let me just double check here. I'll give you real quick while we're on the baseball thing while you check it. Uh, Shohei, no, no surprise here. Shohei Otani's jersey yeah. is the number one selling jersey. Um, that that was you know pretty obvious that he was going to be number one, and he'll win the MVP. Uh, he had the elbow surgery, um, and then you know he's not going to pitch this year. Coming, he'll pitch. He'll he's good eligible to pitch by twenty twenty five. The Orioles reach a thirty year deal uh, to keep the team at Camden Yards. Wow. 30 additional years. Yeah, with the state of Maryland, uh, it keeps the team at Camden Yards for at least 30 years, according to an announcement uh, that came down last night during the game. It's an agreement between the Orioles, the state, the governor, and, and the Maryland Stadium Authority. So that's all. That's locked in. I would I would have hated to see them either leave or go to a new ballpark. That place is so awesome. It is. Rob, there's no way they're going to play in that stadium 30 more years. There's no way they're going to do renovations, I think, and stuff like that to, uh, to, to you know, hold it up. I guarantee you, you know how the fad is. We see it in football now. Yeah, 
you know, he gets a new toy. Why can't I have a new toy? You know what I mean? Yeah. You know, yeah, you're right. No, so you're right. I can't imagine. I mean, don't get me wrong. It's a great baseball environment, but I can't see them staying this, this, this 30 more years. No. Even with renovations, they're going to want something. Think about what technology could look like in 30 years. Great point. Yeah. Great you'll point. be here. I won't be here, but you'll be here. I don't know, man. At this rate, we may both be in, <laughs> you know, sports take heaven. Um, all right. So uh, beyond that, a couple other odds and ends. Mention the Phillies were postponed tonight. Man, Derek, they're they were they're playing in New York. They're they're hopeful to play a, a doubleheader tomorrow. I don't oh. know how much you've seen. Have anybody seen some of the videos coming out of like North Jersey and New York yep. area? Yep, are frightening. Like yeah. straight up floods in the middle of you know downtown Brooklyn and, and and other areas where it looks like they look like swimming pools in the middle of the streets. It's scary. Um, I don't know how all of that missed us. I know, but. This is like one of those. This is similar to like almost that flood we saw like uh, in India last week mm -hmm. over there. I mean, this this is epic stuff, man. I can't even begin to imagine you losing all your stuff. All your stuff is damaged with water, you know. And then you got to worry about the mildew behind that once this dries up. Trying to get back into your home and salvage what you can. Yeah, man. This, I'm, I was looking at, in a commercial break at some of the videos coming out. It's it's crazy, dude. It's flat out. Yeah, prayers for everybody because it's nasty. I like I don't know how anybody's doing anything. I don't know. You see this? How you could leave where you're going? What's the matter? Phil and Preston. I see a rat surfing on a pizza on a pizza in New York. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, you could see it. That's for sure. All right, let's do our birthdays. Oh, we'll do the God. movies, and then we'll get our final scores here. And and Tone will hop in for that. All right, Derek. Let's start. Singer Halsey is 29 today. Do you have do you have a music on your playlist? She's not on the playlist. I'm a fan. I like her. I like Halsey. Yeah, she's got a little something to her. Oh man. Um Kevin Durant is 35 today. Yes, sir. Man, 35. Uh Zachary Levy, or is it Levi? I don't even know. Uh, is, is 43 today, the actor. Madeline Kahn, the actress. Um, oh yeah. Blazing Saddles, Young Frankenstein. Very funny, very yeah. funny woman. Uh, she was born in this day, nineteen forty-two. Yeah, she was. She was great in everything she was in. Jerry Lee Lewis, yes, born sir. on this day, nineteen thirty-five. He was a wild man to say the least. Calvin Johnson, Megatron. He's thirty-eight today. He's been retired since he was twenty-nine. Derek, I know. He said, "Enough is enough. I'm tired man. of us losing." His ankles were bothering him, and body was breaking down. He said, "That's it. I'm done." Yep, I made my money. I'm out. Ian McShane, the actor, very intense. He's 81 today. He looks good for 81. Let me tell you something. Did you ever see him in the series Deadwood? That was He's awesome in that. Dude, you talk about a villain? He yeah. was the perfect villain. And then I loved him in the uh, John Wick series also. Yes. He, oh. but he looks like he's like in his 60s. He doesn't look 80. No, he doesn't. Did he has 81. 80. It's crazy. Uh, Larry Linville, who played Major Frank Burns yep. from MASH, was born on this day, 1939. Comedian Russell Peters is 53 years old today. Erica Aleniak, who yeah. was a Baywatch uh, actress back in the day, yep, is 54 today. Um, who else do I have? Gina Autry was born on this day, 1907. Andrew Dice Clay, 66 years old today. Cardell Jones, remember him? He stepped in for Ohio State. That's right. Won them a, a, a title, is 31 today. 
Wasn't that the first year of, uh, of the national championship format as we know it now? I think it was. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Uh, Natasha Gregson Wagner is 53. Robert Wagner, I think, and Natalie Woods' uh, daughter. Yeah. Bryant Gumble, 75 today. Bryant he does not look 75. No, he looks spectacular for his age. Yes. Uh, Chrissy Metz, who was in uh, This Is Us, uh, the actress is 43. John Paxson, who hit some big shots for those Bulls teams down the stretch. He did. Is 63 years old today. Ken Norton Jr. Uh, checking in at 57 years old today. Uh, that, I believe, is all the birthdays that I have, Degun. All right. We have uh, Sasha Lane, actress, is 28 today. Uh, Anita Ekberg, the actress, is uh, born on this day in 1931. Mm -hmm. uh, ben Miles, the actor, is 57 today. Um, let's see. Trevor Howard was born on this day in 1913. Cindy Morgan, who was in Tron and Caddyshack, uh, is 69 today. Uh, Luke Goss who was in Blaze 2 and Hellboy 2 is 55 today. Remember the Alabama running back, Bo Scarborough. Yeah. Bo Scarborough. Uh, he was drafted, uh, by Dallas and he played with four NBA teams. He's now playing with the Birmingham Stallions in the USFL. Okay. Uh, he's 29 today, and that's it. Okay. All right. All right. Let's do some uh, movies here. There's some pretty good ones. Pretty good ones. Remember the Titans, one of my all-time favorite oh. movies, period. Like, not just sports. It's one, you right here. Yeah. Every time it's on, I'm stopping if I'm flipping around. It, it, it is 100%. I love that movie. You blitz um, all night long. <laughs> there's so many lines from that movie, man. Um, a Bronx Tale, another one. Another yes. one, classic. I mean, that's two. That is two heavy hitters right there. That mm -hmm. was 1993, a Um, The rest, eh. Death on the Nile, 1978. Halloween, The Curse of Mike Myers. You get, you start to get them. They all run together yeah. at some point. Yeah, I don't even remember which one that was, but it was 1995. Yeah. I think, I think all the originals were out of it by that point, right? I think they did like two early, and then. I don't even know where after that. I couldn't yeah. even tell you if that which one that was. Yeah. Um, but that's all I had for movies. There didn't there didn't appear to be a ton else there. Uh, the Big Green, nineteen ninety five. Flatliners, to, uh, the remake, two thousand seventeen. Right. Lake Lake Placid, the final chapter. Yep. You ever see that one? No, I, I know it was a scary movie, right? Did by the Gators. You know, it, the first one was. Uh, oh my goodness, what was her name? She played. She was an older lady, very well respected, you know, like everybody's mom. At the end of the, the first movie, you find out, you know, they're trying to figure out why these gators getting so big in this lake up in Lake Placid, New York. Yeah. And yeah. to find out she's out there feeding the baby gators. It, you know, oh, yeah, it's one of those, you know, the special effects were kind of comical, but there's like three or four of them out there. I think this is definitely the last one, 2012. I watched the first two. I said, yeah, I will never yeah, get back in my life again. Yeah, I don't need any more. Yeah, that'll yeah. be it. All right. Uh, all right, Tone, you want to you wanna hop in? Uh, hey, speaking of which, real quick, I yeah. have a great movie for you that my son turned me on to. Okay. You have Amazon Prime? I do. You have to watch the movie The Covenant. Uh, Jake Gyllenhaal. Yeah, Jake Gyllenhaal. Oh, my goodness. My wife and I stayed up to like 4 in the morning watching it last night. Really? Okay. Good movie. All right, good. I need something. That's good to know. It's a war movie based on <clears throat> Afghanistan experience. Oh, is this the one where he, he goes back to get his the guy who helped him? I'm not going to give it away. Okay, okay. There's too many people in here, Rob. Oh, yeah, that is that is the one, yeah, though. Right? That was, I saw the preview. Oh, it actually it looked good. Oh, 
no. I'm not giving anything away. It's not giving nothing away at all. No, it is. That is the one. Though. Okay. <laughs> all right, let's uh, let's get Tone the uh, the honor of going first here. Tone, give give me your ah, score and tell me how you think it plays out. So, uh, Eagles Commanders. Um, I think this is a situation where the Eagles are primed to get their offense back on track. Uh, when I look at the Washington Commanders, they have talent scattered on that roster. But when you go back to the quarterback position, when you go back to the offensive line, they're they're one of the worst teams uh, in the NFL. But I think, and I say this every week, but I think this is, I, I personally believe this is where football games are won and lost. I think it's going to be important for the Philadelphia Eagles to win first down, win third down. Um, I think they have a strong chance of doing so for the simple fact that the Washington Commanders on the offensive side of the ball, they're one of the worst teams on third down. They're ranked 31st in the NFL in third down conversion rate. Mm-hmm. So they're so they're arguably the worst team when it comes to converting third downs. Uh, the Philadelphia Eagles defense, though, they're ranked uh, they're ranked in the in, in the twenties when it comes to stopping teams uh, on converting third downs. I believe they're allowing teams to convert third downs at about a forty percent rate, okay. something like that. Yeah. So I think. That'll average out, and the Philadelphia Eagles will keep them limited on third down. Uh, this is where it gets. This is where it gets interesting, though. I think the Philadelphia Eagles. Well, not that I think I know. The numbers tell you the Philadelphia Eagles are in the top five in the NFL in converting third downs. Uh, they're converting third downs at a forty-six percent clip. Washington Commanders. They're not good at stopping teams on third down at all. So the Philadelphia Eagles do what they do, which is stop the run game which is what I expect them to do. Jordan Davis, Jalen Carter, you got those guys up there. You got to expect them to be able to limit the Washington commanders to less than 75, 80 yards rushing. And if they can do that, they can control this game from beginning to end. So give me your score. My score, I say Philadelphia Eagles. Again, I think this is a game where things get back on track offensively. Um, So I think the Philadelphia Eagles win this game 34, 34 to 24. Okay. 34 to 24. 34 24. Eagles win by 10. Yeah. All right. Good score. I think the Washington Commanders end up scoring late, but it doesn't matter. You yeah, know what yeah. I mean? So right. I, I think the Eagles pretty much dominate this game. But because the defense is still developing and growing, I'm going to I'm going to expect games where they look good, and I'm going to expect games where they don't look as good. All right. So you know, we'll, you know, we'll we'll see what happens. But I think they I think they went 34. You know, make make that 34 21. 34 21. Okay. How about you, Gunner? 34 21. Uh. Every, everything I've discussed over the last three hours, uh, stand, status quo, I picked the Eagles like 34-17. 34-17. All right. Uh, I'm going to go – I'm going to go weird. I'm going to go 30-17 Eagles win. 30-17 Eagles win. Okay. I think it's a cover. That's a good score. Yeah. It's a little yeah. funky, but I, I think yeah. they win. I think they handle their business. I think it's a game where you. I agree with you, Tone. The offense the, – the passing gets back on track. I'm really interested to see if they come out just, just trying to pound it down their throat again with the run game. That's going to be interesting to me. And how much can the defensive line eat with this Washington offensive line and yep. a quarterback who holds the ball too long? But going to be fun. And we'll be back on Monday to rehash all of it. Tone, thanks for the uh, for the great job today, as always, producing. Absolutely. Tone. Thanks. Yeah, Tone, as always. Thanks, everybody, in the chat. Everybody streaming, listening. You guys are the best, as always. Listen, have a great weekend. Enjoy the game. Don't go anywhere. You got the National Football Show coming your way with Dan Cilio. We appreciate each and every one of you guys. Thank you. Stay safe. We'll talk to you Monday. Thanks.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.